welcome to the Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, episode number 54. My name is Dave Z. How about you guys? What are your names? I'm Frankie Z. I mean, <laughs> no, no, I'm not Frankie Z. I'm not that popular. I'm not that popular. I'm two tiers below that. That's why he's down here. <laughs> anyway. I'm, I'm Christian the Looch. Yeah. And you're Brandon, Brandon the Mooch. The, the Mooch. And I'm Dave the, uh, the Hooch. Hoochie. Hoochie. Hoochie mama. <laughs> uh, yeah. So guess uh, Check it out. Tonight, we're going back to the old school. We're going back to the early days of of Exploding Heads, when we used to do an old movie and a new movie paired up the right way. And tonight, it's paired up the right way because we're doing Tragedy Girls, and we're doing the ultimate Tragedy Girl, Carrie. Wait, I got member Carrie. berries. Member berries for our own show. Remember? <laughs> Remember when we did this? Remember? Remember the witch and Rosemary's baby? <laughs> Ten out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Old school. Sometimes you got to throw out an old school show. Although season three, we're doing whatever we want to do. We've decided. And it was this was a fluke. Tragedy yeah. Girls and the old school movie Carrie. I'm glad I thought of that. Hey, is it just a perfect? Oh. <laughs> You thought of everything. I thought it was you, Christian. I was giving you credit. Dave comes in. No, fuck you both. It was me. I'm the creator of this show. It was me who thought of everything. You have an idea. It's mine. Okay, fine. We'll break down the fourth wall. This is our second recording. We went 22 minutes. 22. How about that? And it was not recording. And on that whole thing. Christian. Thank you, Christian. Thank you, Brandon, for for busting Okay, I'm shaming him, yes, but I'm shaming you too. I'm shaming the both of you. So how's that? Brandon's busting my balls, giving me things, <laughs> saying that I taking giving Christian credit for things that I did, and then had the nerve okay with it. to ask me something. Then I answered it, and a minute later he, he acted as if he didn't hear a word I said. I thought I was talking to my daughter. Yeah, he shamed me with a Donna Nelly uh, comment. I wish we had the audio for it. Oh man, I do. There was a good gob of gold joke in there. <laughs> Yes, it at least you're good. saying it right. At least you're saying it right now. Capicola. Capicola. I want the Capicola and the Capicola. I want a Capicola and a Capicola. There you go. What, the joke's no better this time. <laughs> it's worse this time because it's forced. Right, it was great before. I mean, we had a whole horror mafia thing at the beginning. We were giving props to to, to those paisans. And then they started talking about uh, Capicola. Yeah. yeah, making food. I said I fast-forwarded through it. Yeah, we were and, talking uh, <laughs> about starting an exploding heads recipe book. That's our next project. Yeah. An yeah. ebook, twenty four ninety nine. How about uh, that? Christian's recipe: scrambled eggs. <laughs> Mine's toast. <laughs> herbs? No, not herbs. I was trying exclusive. to think of. I was trying to think of a word with H. Something for a headite. You know that would apply to herbs. food. I know it's pronounced herbs, so it doesn't work. Or, or can you say herbs? You can say herbs. herbs. We're going to make a big headite salad, so you're going to need two headites of lettuce. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey. There you okay. go. That was good. There it is. Headites of lettuce. That's a good Okay. <laughs> you redeemed yourself. Okay. I redeemed myself. Oh, my. So, this yeah. is horrible. It's an Asian episode. Let's make this <laughs> for some young guy. Did you say horrible? Yeah. <laughs> it was so big you forgot the H? Well, just horrible. like herbs. <laughs> or so bad you forgot the H. Sorry. Yes. 
See, there's a joke I used to always say when people said, do you ever hear people, they go, oh, man, it was huge. Huge, and I go, huge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's what I said. It was so big you forgot the H. That's what yeah. I, I would say, you know? It's typically, it's a woman saying that to me. <laughs> it's just crazy. <laughs> it was huge. Yeah. She forgets <laughs> the H because it's actually just a U-G-E written on it, and that barely fits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah how, how, how is there room for four letters on your joint <laughs> right <laughs> which movie come on brandon which movie quick there's four <laughs> letters in my name <laughs> what? you don't even know this fucking <laughs> i wasn't bring out frankie z frankie frankie <laughs> don't joke i'm in here so i to be careful <laughs> okay there's four letters in know. my name rod how was gave... a room on your joint for four letters? You even gave him Rod. I mean, come on. Rod? You I, shaved I, I, me. Oh. <laughs> okay, forget Up you. yours with the twirling lawnmower. Very good. Very good. He still doesn't know. I don't he know says the, the sweetest got... things. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Like, I'm seriously lost right yeah. now. I'm, I'm thinking, One okay. last crew. Keep <laughs> him in the dark. Crew? Skeleton <laughs> crew? No, no. One, sorry, last, no more. one last Kruger. Fuck skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> one last Kruger. Right. <laughs> if you don't get it by now... I don't know what? what to tell you. Forget it. Well, look at this guy. I think the there's video. Gone. There's video nightmare. here for this one, too. Nightmare. nightmare. It's a nightmare. Yes. It's nightmare, right? Yeah. Yes, it is. Okay. I, I could not picture. I, nothing you said was going in and processing. Hey, right? now. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> you got a shoe here, honey? Spot on. Okay. Oh, um, so, yeah. Oh, Christian, I wanted to give you props really quick. As long as we're talking about people that can't talk okay, and well, things. Okay, well, yeah. I'm you ready. Oh, Props. Last episode, I just listened. You said somebody was literally doing something, and then you corrected yourself right after. And they said, "Well, not literally." Yeah. Do you, do you remember what it was? I said, "Shit!" Literally hit the fan. Well, yes. Actually, shit didn't <laughs> literally hit the fan. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I got. I have to applaud you because I don't know if you guys have noticed, but the word "literally" has taken on the meaning of figuratively lately. People are saying it all the time, using it in the wrong vernacular. People always say, oh, I was literally pissing my pants. <laughs> no, asshole, you were figuratively pissing your pants. Literal means you were really doing it. I don't know what's going on in the grammar of the United States. How come everybody's saying literally when it means figuratively? It's, it drives me bananas when I listen to podcasts. Really Jamie does. and Brian are going to be real happy to hear you doing this bit. Yeah. Why, do they do that? Oh, yeah, they're, they're grammar police. Oh, I know that. I know that. I thought you were saying that they actually, they do it. That, oh, like, no, they no. Oh, no, no, no. no. They, I don't think they, they would never make that mistake. <laughs> Did you listen to the last show? The pee show, by the way? Not yet. Not yet. I was literally peeing while listening <laughs> to the pee show. <laughs> on my phone. Well, Brandon, your name comes up on it. That's why. Oh, like, now, now I have to go and listen to it. What's the name of that show again? Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's what it was all about. You talking it, shit. It's the good podcast about hidden gems. Yes, it is. You it is fucking podcast. skunk. Yeah, they do pin for the 87th time. Pin is not a hidden gem anymore. Pin's a fucking overrated piece of... What? No, I'm kidding. I love pin. I'm just kidding. I love pin. I feel like pin's the film that's talked about as like the most underrated so it's like at at some point it like it transitions now. It's like oh, it's not underrated anymore because people are talking about it. Only people that talk about it are Twenty Two Shots fanboys. That's it. Nobody yeah. else knows fuck anything those, about those Twenty Two Shots fanboys. We created them. <laughs> we're the ones who you were one of them. <laughs> yeah, you were one of them. You were the top of the list. That's why I'm still a fanboy. 
I barely I recognize you without Mood's balls in your face. <laughs> hey, I'm not Derek. Let's relax. <laughs> Moods and Derek are so close, I can't tell where Derek ends and Moods begins. <laughs> Oh, he's going to be so pissed when he hears that. We love him both. We love him. We love Cinema Blend. We love 22 Shots. He's definitely going to be pissed at that. He knows I do it on purpose at this point. We we gave him nothing but props last show, Cinema Attack. We love them all. We love them. We love Horror Mafia with their recipes. I don't want grammar police listening to this show. I I barely am articulate at all. I edit it, and I try to piece together what I'm trying to say, and I'm like, whoa, I'll just take this right out. So when you hear it, and it don't make sense... That's as sensical as I usually am. Go back and re-record stuff and like just yeah. put it in. That's what it, it just switches like, yeah, I concur. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, and once again, we're still off the rails. Although it's not 22 minutes of off the rails. No, let's talk it's about, a crazy like, train. Uh, let's talk about the pairing up of these films because, David, it, it was your pick. And honestly, not only did they pair perfectly together, but tell them why picked uh carry oh yeah that's how this whole thing got started okay reason number one (laughs) tonight's show of course obviously reason number two the 76 show 1976 the big show that we're doing with 22 shots uh in the the near future so two birds one stone now there's a third a third bird go ahead what no i was gonna say you know with the 76 show i was hesitant at first i was like should we we even talked about this we're like should we do it but it's obvious obvious when you look at that year there's two there's two films that stand out that most people genuinely love and that's the omen and carry that most people rate super high so i don't think people are going to be shocked if we come in high i think they'd be more shocked if we don't come in high with our ratings so unless you're one of the woodsboro brothers because <laughs> Austin, Austin wants to bitch slap him. Yeah. The 2013 version has more fleshed out characters, according to him. I think well, it just means more flesh. Ah, exactly. A little bit of uh, Chloe. Right. But he did. I'll give him props, Andrew, because he did come around and say, I said, so so you really are telling me you think that, that the 2013 carry has better score, script, cinematography, lighting, sound design, etc.? And he says, well... No, not necessarily. I do think that this one is a better made film. I just happen to love this. So he did come correct. You came correct, Andrew Schreier. Damn straight. So oh, I'll, I'll give face. Him... <laughs> <laughs> so I'll give him props. He just loves the one more and says it's better. And that's fine. So be it. Back to opinions. Who cares? You know? God God bless him. But the I... only one I really feel bad for is Austin because he's always having to be like, I'm Austin. I'm not the crazy one who likes all these <laughs> shitty films. <laughs> Yeah, Woodsboro Brothers. Listen to them too. See, we're, yeah, we're in, in the first ten minutes. We've just talked about every show on the network. Yeah, except so, for Bloody yeah. Bits. <laughs> bloody fuck, Bloody Bits. <laughs> now listen to Bloody Bits. And Watson came out with a Christmas it's, show. He's gay. He's he gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Watson that's why. Came yeah. out. That's Again, why the delay. <laughs> was, Watson came out. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was the whole reason for the delay for episode eleven. <laughs> Which he's releasing after 12. I love his math. I love how he does stuff. But so I listened to the Christmas episode and I never, I always post and I didn't, I don't know why I didn't post because he's the only one that actually looked and watched and reviewed Day of the Beast. The one that I keep telling you yes. guys about. But he yes. only came in at a seven out of 10. And I'm like, man, oh man, that was like a nine for sure. However, then I realized, then I realized I haven't watched it in probably a good five years. And so. I probably should watch it again, but 
the last, you know, Dave, you said it last time, and I love it. You're only as good, or the movie's only as good as the last time you watched it. And at that right. point, it was a 9 out of 10, for sure. I love that flick. Yeah, but, but now, look at how high we put Watson on a pedestal, how much we actually value this man's opinion. That the minute he says a grade of a movie is two points lower than what you think, you automatically assume it's your fault because you haven't seen it in a while. Fuck him, I know. That pisses me <laughs> off. <laughs> You're not like, no, Watson, why didn't you true. love the movie that I because yeah, I respect his opinion too, though. Yeah, no, you articulate very well. Yeah, okay, Dave. Like, Dave's bringing it back down to street level. I'm bringing it. I am. I'm coming correct again. Check it out. <laughs> Watson gives. Uh, what what's the movie that you guys ranked even lower than me? Uh, didn't oh, you give it like a ten the mask. out of ten? Behind the mask. It's yes. One of his favorites. Yeah, yeah fuck him. I actually came up on Leslie Jordan. <laughs> fuck him. Like, I'm not I even listening to the episode of Leslie Jordan, and, and Christian went down on Leslie Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Watson went down on him. You know, <laughs> that's for sure. That that and the Stranger, which I'm gonna have to watch again, based on on Watson. But whatever, we'll, we'll get there. Where were we? The number three. I gotta talk third about reason, third my reason, third bird. Okay. Yeah, everybody's heard about the third bird. No, anyway, I'm <laughs> that's the third. Uh, the third bird is this. I have decided to watch every Stephen King horror movie and miniseries in order, chronologically. Ooh. It just happens to begin with Carrie. So I said, oh, you know what? Why not? Why not do this? So I made a list of all of them, chronologically, everything, fucking miniseries and movies. Horror only. I'm not going yeah. that more, yeah. right? But I, I made a list of when they came out, everything. I mean, I, I went on the B. I looked at the month, everything. It, I was supposed to do it with my wife because I'm an emergency with our dog. She was unable to watch Carrie with me last night, which, which sucks. But I'll watch it again with her. That's fine. But I plan to do it with her the whole time. But I said I'm going to watch them all. And, and there's no timetable. I'm not saying it's going to be in a year because there's 53. I came up with 50. You know, you know what? I believe I found a list online that was already done. And, and I was going to tell you that you can't though. Was, in, was in the 50s. Was it just horror? You found one just for horror? No, I had doubt. other stuff, but it had See? like, but you, but it wasn't much horror because it was just like the original stuff. Because I'm not counting like, like Story obviously, like century. you're not counting like Children of the Corn sequels. No, no, I'm not either. No, but the yeah. thing is, they all number one, they do that in every site I saw. Number two, they separate the miniseries from the movies, so you have to do it on your own. So I have the master one in my notes in my phone. So if anybody needs them, I have. You're, them. you're, you're gonna watch the Langoliers? Yes. Oy. I Sorry, the, the Langoliers wasn't that bad. Ooh. I'm watching them all in order, and I'm going to say how he progressed. You know what I mean? How the stories progressed in the adaptions and, you know, just make observations about it. I think it'll be fun. And I respect I'll take a that, copy but of that. I respect list. that. I'll take the list, too. Sorry for cutting out. <laughs> but the Langoliers had time fucking chomping Pac-Mans. I know. It was fucking horrible. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> the ending is Wait, worth it, so though. Old. The end is so ridiculously bad, it's hysterical. I like that. And the story itself is not that bad. The, the adaption is very close to the book. It's not that bad of a movie. It just gets ridiculous with, with CG in the third act, you know? So, well, so wait. Well, it's, it's, uh, hats off to you, man. It's not going to be a timetable. You know, it, it could be. It could take two years. I'm not going to go crazy. I'm not putting pressure on myself like that. Last year was the year of pressure. I'm not doing it again. Sorry, you know? But, but, but B, you said you're going to do it? Yeah, I'm I'm going to do it also because we were talking about eventually covering more King stuff. And I realized, oh, yeah. Yeah. realized not only – I mean I've seen a lot, but I've seen a lot only once. And then there's a bunch of big big films that I haven't seen. Like I've never seen Salem's Lot. I've let, never seen Needful Things. I've never seen Storm of the Century. 
uh, I don't remember if I've seen Dolores Claiborne. Ah. So there's nice. there's a lot, and I've I've never read the novels either. So I mean, I could maybe get some reading in too if someone oh, would teach me how. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. And yeah, no, this year this year I'm taking such a more laid back approach because. Yes. I'm besides like the 76 prep, which I've already started, but it's not it's not crazy because I'm enjoying it because it's a year that besides the top few films, I haven't really seen anything. So I'm kind of enjoying checking out these new films, even if they're bad. I'm not forcing myself to watch anything I don't want to. I'm no, watching don't, new, don't. old, hard, non, but I'm keeping track of everything. And it's just been a it's been a solid start to the year for me. Nice, dude. And I have not I have not watched a single 2018 movie except the ones we're discussing tonight. Obviously, we're gonna be dis- we're gonna do a triple R's tonight as well. A couple. One of yeah. them is gonna be Victor Crowley. So I saw Victor Crowley and I Victor saw Tragedy. Crowley. <laughs> <clears throat> yes. <laughs> so that's it, though. Now that now that February is officially here, I'm gonna be doing a King a week, a 2018 movie a week. So I'm gonna but I'm gonna keep it mellow. A 76. You know what I mean? I'm not. I can't do it anymore. I, and I have big changes coming up. I, I should be in my house next month, a little later. And it's just, life is different for me this year. So I don't have time to watch all that shit. So do the best I can, you know? Absolutely. We hear you, man. Yeah. Yeah. I so anyway. Wrangleers and all. Sleepwalkers? You're counting sleepwalkers on that one too? Yeah, of course. Why not? Great soundtrack. You're, you're right. It does. I had it on my top 20. You guys yes, made fun of me. Did I didn't we? make fun of you. No, no, you didn't because make fun of that of or the hairdo? I, I always get it mixed up. <laughs> I can't. I look ridiculous. I'm glad we're not like video. No, I am recording this on video. Oh, you are? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a test for those. Just uh, so you know, we're just. I'm just doing a little test here, and Patreons will see it. Uh, we're gonna like stop Lloyd Christmas. Soon. Yeah, you sure? Do. Well, Patreons, you be the judge. <laughs> Harry, your hands are freezing. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh, I'm doing. Is I'm gonna watch some '76 flicks, and when that's done, it's all 2018. But you know what I did say to myself? You know what? No, I, I'll take that back. I started making a list of the the movies that I used to watch religiously, like I'm talking like almost monthly, bi-monthly, whatever it may be. The reality is, those are taking a hit. I haven't watched those as much, except for the Friday the 13th series, because of the year of the slasher, because of all the 2017 flicks. So I wrote down, I want to revisit the thing again. I want to revisit, like, um, I just did Suspiria, but I said all the earlier Argentos. Mm-hmm. One or two I hadn't seen. One I hadn't seen, for sure. Did you get the blue? Excuse me. Did you get the blue? Is that why you watched Suspiria? No, 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 no. I, oh, have, okay. I, have, my old, I have my old Anchor Bay DVD. Okay, I got I gotta get sure. that steel book. I gotta call yeah. Synapse and get that steel book because they're low on qual- on quantity. I got that shit, and it's gonna be the first movie I watch in my new house. Yeah, man, that looked that looked good. Now there's there's three of them out now. Three versions of it, blue or two. It is a bunch. They're coming out with a standard uh, Synapse yeah. edition, and there was another company that released like a steel book also. But Synapse is the way to go. I saw the side by sides, and yeah, the Synapse one. I think Synapse. Was, they've yeah. been working on this for like five years. They announced this like yeah. when I was three. Honestly, if they're working with the cinematographer, that's the way to go because that would have been ultimately the vision. Who cares what the the actual distributor, Synapse or whatever, thinks it should look like? They should be working right. with the cinematographer or Argento or a collaboration of some sort, for sure. Return to the Living Dead, one of my all-time favorites. I haven't watched it in a long time, man. You got to watch them, man. Yeah. You got to watch them. So I just started putting down a list of like all my old favorites, the ones that would probably round up my, my top 20. And just rewatch them again, and, and that, that's for me. 
damn it. Oh, that's good. That's nice. good. I've actually uh, started going through my collection and watching the films that were blind buys because I do a lot of blind buys. Yeah, I know you do. Um, I used to, but I, I stopped because now I go, I went digital. So my whole collection is pretty much digital with the exception of yeah, you the know, DVDs well, and the slight Blu-ray, like, like 10 Blu-rays I have. Besides horror, I'm digital now. I actually sold all my non-horror stuff. I sold about 500 movies a few weeks you. ago. Nice. So Did you I burn got... them? Did you burn them so you can get nah. the copy? Oh, nope. see, that's what I did. I, I got when, – so when I started going to Blue, I started taking my DVDs and burning them and then selling the other ones on eBay and Amazon. And yeah, I downsize. And I don't even collect as much as I used to, but I'll, I'll still collect horror and I'll still blind buy from certain companies some of these obscure flicks they put out. I like to support the companies. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, we all should, if especially if it's horror. Right. Total random fucking thought. It just popped in my head. I don't know why. What happened to that re- Maniac Cop remake? I thought that was coming out last year. I heard Reffin was involved, and then, that was, and then it came and went. I don't know. I thought they had, like, actually started. And now nah. I, I'm going to have to look into that again, because I, no, I thought that there was wasn't actually good. a little bit more movement on that. I don't think so. I just Basket think case. That's what it was. Sorry, I listened to uh, Who Who Will Survive, another yeah. great podcast, another yeah. great podcast. Yeah, Balaam, and then they did Island of the They did Island. It's alive. Sorry, not Island of the Alive, but it's alive yeah. one and two. And I'm like, oh my god, it was like because he said it was like an Island of Belials or something like that. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> See, well, he's heard right. from us. Yeah. And they just announced a box set of It's Alive coming yeah. out. All three are coming out from Scream Factory. So yeah, I wanted to revisit those and, and the first Basket Case. Again, and brain damage. Like these are films that I always used to hold in such high regard, and I, I just haven't uh, watched them in a long time. You gotta do it. See, like what I'm doing, and I forgot I mentioned it on the show before, but I'm trying to watch movies that I haven't seen that I should. And of course, when we get to my triple R's again, that's all I've been doing all of January. I'm gonna continue doing that. Not as hard, but I am going to continue watching. Hopefully, a couple a month. Just movies that I know I should see. That everyone says, hey. You know, the horror fans should see this. And uh, if the title turned me off or the box art or, or whatever, I never watched it. So, you know, I, I'm going to do that because why not be yeah. a completist? And next show, we're going to be doing Hammer stuff, which is going to be my birth into Hammer movies. So we'll see where that goes. That is cool, man. I can't wait. I love Hammer films. But there's a lot that I realize I haven't seen of those either. I have seen none. <laughs> I don't think, honestly. Really? But, not, not even like the horror of Dracula, the Christopher Lee Draculas? Nope. Me either. Actually. Oh, wow. I, I actually, I actually own the three films we're doing. Again, I do. I was doing a ton of blind buys in the past, and I own the three Hammer horror films. And I've actually picked up a bunch of double features that Hammer's put out. So I'm actually really looking forward to to next show to getting into those because it's my afterbirth. It's Dave's birth. It's my afterbirth. Oh, okay. At least in, three, three of the, the Dracula's. <laughs> Christian's the placenta. <laughs> I'm the placenta. Yeah. yeah we, I hope we're gonna eat you, yeah. We're gonna eat you at the end of the show. <laughs> Great. <laughs> A little Hill, Himalaya uh, sea salt or whatever. Himalaya. <laughs> well, that's my recipe for tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Sauteed. Yeah, head- pla- Headites of life. I, I said polenta. <laughs> what did you say, Blenda? Polenta. Polenta. Not placenta, which is what I meant. <laughs> polenta. Placenta, polenta. Polenta. Tomato, tomato. It sounds like a, a fake freaking flavoring. You know, like Splenda? Yeah. Oh, we have some Plenta here. Yeah. You know? it's fucking salt for placentas. Uh, no, it's, not, like, it's almost like cornbread or something. Not cornbread. It's cornmeal. It's ground yeah. cornmeal. That's what he even knew. I, All right. I'm uh, a cook. So, yeah, no, back to Hammer. Vincent Price movies, 
saw like a handful of them, of course. And then uh, the the Christopher Lee Dracula's probably three, and then at Fearless Vampire Killers or, or whatever. Yeah, uh, I believe that's a Hammer one as well. I think that might round it out. Might be a couple here or there that I'm forgetting, but I, there's a lot to see. I just can't believe you guys haven't seen maybe one of them. Not well, a single one. I actually looked up the list, like the complete Hammer horror collection. It's a great documentary, just... House the House of Hammer. I think it might be on Prime. Now, oh, I don't really? know if you want it like, again, because yeah, it, it would be like a, a major teaser. Yeah, it's a spoiler. If you, wanna, if you don't want to watch, yeah, because Mr. Dave doesn't watch any trailers here. I watched a documentary on it recently called You Can't Touch This, but I don't think that was <laughs> the, the right one. Amadon. <laughs> it, it was the wrong hammer hard, but it was quite scary. Bad entourage? Yeah, I know. Oof. No, but listen, growing up, I didn't. I had no interest in Hammer for none of it was in my wheelhouse. Number one, I didn't care about British stuff, just in period pieces. No, it's true. As a kid, I'm watching. Sorry, Jeff. I'm watching. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't want to see British shit, and I don't want to see. Uh, you Americans hate moving. British shit. You no, no, you no, guys no. really hate the British accent. No, 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 no. I'm talking about when I was a kid. I'm not talking about what, what you're saying. My tastes have changed completely. I didn't want to watch any sort of like gothic or stagey no. theatricals type films you know i didn't want to watch no. it oh, i love that shit i love that stuff now like, now i'm starting to love that castles I'm and shit. it's but, changed back then yeah. no and, and you know what I, I i don't i at that age i didn't give a shit about dracula and house of dread and those movies i i wasn't even i i wouldn't watch the original the black and white ones i don't care oh, it's just wow. not my shit you know what I mean? I'm like, I don't want to see Dracula. I was I, I was watching Jason and this, anything satanic I'd watch or, 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 or supernatural and, and slashers. That was really it in the crazy, weird 80s stuff. But I didn't care about Dracula and universal horror. And I, I st- I'm still not really into it that much. But Wow, it's just, man. No, I, I, I love I'm it. I'm not against I did, it. I did grow up in it. Like, I did grow up with it. And I love like the Abbott Costello meet Frankenstein. I do, like, too. Now I do. And Yeah, I know. But I, my dad did get me into those ones. And... and Maybe I never found them overtly scary. I told you the innocence was the one that scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Uh, but the universal ones, not so much. But uh, no, man, I, I, I respect them. And I think really they, they paved the way for, you know, what we eventually got. They did. That's a fact. I just, what do you, you know, I'm not going to go listen to Beethoven because I happen to listen to freaking fish now. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just, I don't, I, I respect it. I understand this is the. But he paved the way for what you eventually got. I know. Fish fish is very inspired by Beethoven. Yeah. Well, honestly, they are because some of their songs are actually composed like freaking classical compositions, smartass, as a matter of fact. Oh, I thought we were talking about the St. Bernard. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway, (laughs) fuck. But I'll say one more thing about all this. I'm so glad. I am so glad that Dark Universe thing flopped. So I was like, oh, I don't want to see this shit. I don't because I knew because number one, I'm not a big fan of the Universal Monsters. Then when I heard it was going to be like big budget, I'm like, well, it's going to be action shit. Sure yeah, enough, that was. Moment, was I'm so yeah. fucking happy that it flopped as bad as it did. I and fuck well, yeah, whatever. I, I hear like you, but that has, I'm sorry. You I do, just, but that's okay. I know. I don't no. listen. I know, and I don't mean to, and I and I am okay with those films. They're just not. They don't excite me. That's all. And that's fine. That is fine. I'm just saying the the dark universe is quite different from the originals. And I understand the originals Obviously. are quote unquote black or not they're not quote unquote. They are black and white, but some people <laughs> say they're boring. 
They're literally black and white. <laughs> Wait, I knew this it. time. They're literally fucking black and white. <laughs> Motherfuckers. <laughs> I love it. On that note, I'd like, like to say goodbye to all of our Patreon people for the live video feed. Bye. Oh, bye, guys. Bye we to, love you. Bye to all our listeners as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye, our listeners. Yeah, well. I quit. See you in hell. Imagine that. <laughs> Christian, Christian's leaving the show. That's how he announced it. That's it. Come on. I wouldn't even be mad if that's how he announced it because it would be so fucking brilliant. Yeah, he really would because we'd have to release it. It'd be great. Okay, promise me, guys, if we ever wrap up the show, that's how we're going to do it. We're not even going to discuss it prior. We're going to do it right on the show. I just want to say goodbye. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. That's fucking brutal. Woof. Okay. Woof. Uh, should we take a break, come back, and do our first review? A sabbatical. Okay. We'll see you next year. <laughs> see you in a second on the flips. I'm Cootie. My name is X. And I'm Chef Al, and we're your hosts on the Kiss the Goat podcast. On our show, we're going to break down some of your favorite devil movies from the past 50 years. We also drink and talk about religion. Which is a terrible idea. That is a great idea. And I'm going to give you some great recipe ideas to go along with the movies that we've been watching. We also answer questions from our listeners on every single episode. And I also frankly discuss my sex life at really inappropriate times. She does! I do! It's the thing! I tell terrible jokes saying when I'm drunk. And I haven't been paid yet. They said they would pay me, and they, uh... Kiss the Goat! Exclusively on the Legion Network of Podcasts. Uh, seriously? Can I get some money? Just do the job, Al. Alright, so our first review of the evening, Tragedy Girls from 2017... Directed by Tyler McIntyre, a twist on the slasher genre following two death-obsessed teenage girls who use their online show about real-life tragedies to send their small Midwestern town into a frenzy and cement their legacy as modern horror legends. This was one of my most anticipated from our year-end show. Yeah, I, was also, really looking, I, I was really looking forward to this one because they were comparing it to like, uh, you know, the same vein of like Final Girls and stuff like that. Yeah. But this one was rated R, I believe. Correct? Or yeah, was... this one was rated R. Oh, yeah. This one was yeah. much, much darker. <laughs> oh, much. yeah, and, and better kills, obviously, you know? Yeah. But whatever. I mean, two. honestly, they're two completely different movies. Oh, completely different. In fact, yeah. I mean, I was surprised at how much this one lined up feeling more like Carrie than it did, uh, you know, a Final Girls. It didn't really feel so comedic. It felt like Carrie. It felt like Scream. It felt yeah. like uh, Ginger Snaps a little bit. Yeah. But it's its own thing, and quite interesting. I mean, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's. I I, I wish I could have watched it a second time, but mm. you know. Yeah, we. Only, I you only know, had time to watch it once, but I, yeah. I agree. It was quite enjoyable. It lived up to pretty much everything that I was hoping it was going to be. And for me, I only got to watch it once, and for me, it was a huge disappointment. Big really? big letdown. Big letdown for me. I'm not saying I still enjoyed it. But I was expecting something different. I loved some aspects of it. Dave said it right out of the gate. The kills were the best part of this film. And I wish this film had stuck more to maybe just a traditional slasher film rather than trying to be so satirical with, you know, making fun of people's obsession with social media and stuff like that. Because it felt like they were trying to be smart and say something. 
but it didn't feel like any of the characters were interesting enough to really care. Our two main girls were really good, but besides that, everybody else just was like and, and, kind of and annoying. I, and I could see that, and I, I think maybe I did take a little bit off for that, but ultimately it's still a well above average flick. And on top oh, of it all, without a doubt, on top of it all, people that complained and maybe thought, oh, here we go again. It's going to be another one of those PG-13 esque like Happy Death Day, whatever it may be. The Final Girls, which, again, had nothing wrong with either of those two movies. Uh, enjoy them both. This film, the kills are shockingly gory. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and it even becomes part of the, uh, the script and, and how it plays out itself because people think they're all accidents horrible right, accidents right. so they actually yeah. have to up the ante to make them even more grisly so you know there's no fucking way this could be an accident now <laughs> yeah and that comedy worked and i wish i had kept it, it that way rather than getting into you know too much with uh with trying to point out the negative effects of, of social media though because i felt like they did this i mean this this film's about sadie and michaela they're best friends and they're uh they have a youtube true crime blog and it opens up and they actually catch a serial killer. And their plan is to use his identity to do more killings to grow their viewership. They want more followers on Twitter. They want more downloads on YouTube. They want more, more hits on Instagram, whatever. They, they just want to be popular. So it sets it up like, okay, this is going to be a good commentary on that. But then it establishes at some point in the film that these girls are kind of psychotic from long ago, long before social commentary. So I, I wish they had just got rid of that whole aspect and just had two psycho girls who just grew up and decided to kill. I think that you know was the I mean? outlet, though. I think that was the outlet. And, yes, it was. Uh, well, uh, I hear you. Uh, I hear it's you. It's like Scream 4. Yeah. Okay? Think about yeah, the Scream okay. 4 thing. Her, I don't, her motivations. I don't, it, it's almost identical to Scream 4, yet Scream 4, for some reason, didn't, didn't bother me as much. I don't know it, why. There were more interesting characters in Scream 4. You know why? Because Scream 4 didn't really introduce that angle until the third act when we found out what she was thinking and why. This one, from Jump, we knew what was going on. And when yeah. you say that they captured a serial killer, they did it for themselves. Nobody knows that they captured the serial oh, killer. Oh, yeah. No, they, they, right. they, they keep them tied up. And here's a question. Okay, yeah. remember I, I said I have a couple things I want to ask you guys that are going to affect my rating. Here's what I noticed. There was a time when they looked at their phone and they were viewing the serial killer, which they have captured. Okay? They have a link. They have a feed to him. Whatever. Because he's in yeah. – I don't even know where he is. He's in they one of the basements. They had up in some remote location. And it's not important. See, and they, I, don't, I don't need to know. That's fine. But they were looking at him, right, You know, keeping dibs on him, making sure that he was still there. But I noticed at one point they looked at him on their phone and you, you got a couple – thumbs up and hearts as if it was a Facebook live video. What? I don't understand. Yes, that. I don't understand Ooh. it either. I, I totally I missed that. Yeah. It happened a couple of times. Oh no. That was like the filter with the hearts going up. Yeah. I think that was like one of those like background filters where you can kind of like, I thought decorate. it was multiple people liking it. Oh, uh, <laughs> see, I thought it was one of those like screen filters like that you can put on there, that you know, like make it rain or make it rain hearts. Or... <laughs> I'll make it rain in here. Uh... I'll make it rain. Dave, you're know. right, and I and I, yeah. I remember it happening. It's probably maybe it's at the exact same time, or it happened one other time in there. I'm like, well, who's liking this? Who's right, liking it doesn't this make sense. Or, or I'm telling you, I think it's just a filter. Okay, I really, I really. But I'm not I an Instagram that. fanatic or any of that. I don't stuff, know. I don't, so I don't know, any, know anything about them either. But when that happened, I'm like, oh look, they put like that's like cute. The girls are still girly. They have these hearts floating as like part of their screen while they're. 
So did you guys Other know the plot of this going in? I didn't know the plot of this. In fact, no, you know me. I, I thought I, I thought it was tragedy yeah. girls. They couldn't use final girls, and so I thought they were final girls that hunted down serial killers. So put themselves into this these predicaments to lure the serial killers in oh. and then kill them or capture them or do whatever. So this movie took a total total swerve right out of right after the opening. Really. Yeah, right out of the gate, because they really have no M.O. They'll kill anyone. Yeah, they're psychos. Yeah, and... I, I knew that they were, that these were bad girls. Ooh, good, bad girls. <laughs> and I do love them, baby. And I oh, man. And I these girls, especially Both, the these girls. Yeah, I figured you'd like, I, you know what? I don't know what it was, but Sadie, she just pulled off that pixie cut. She said she could pull she off did. a pixie cut, and she yep. really did. She definitely did, and she was, she was pretty cute and had her head, yeah, she was attractive. But M.K. for me was like, hmm, wow. But, you know, yeah, no, I knew that they were they were bad and that they were killing people. I knew that that was the setup of the film. I didn't realize how like dark and serious it was going to it was going to get. That's why I felt like the comedy mixed with the commentary and, and, and the seriousness of some of the scenes kind of not took me out of it, just threw me off a little. See, I think it worked well. I think the comedy, as I've noticed in the many movies lately, that it's more comical the first half than it is the second. And. For these characters, like, yes, it was over the top with the Twitter feed and everything else and how they don't give a shit and because we know what their motivations are. They're just trying to be famous, and they don't care who they kill, even boys that they love or have loved, and they stick to it. I mean, they to, don't fuck give, around. You have to give 30 hand jobs to lure out the uh, <laughs> the serial killer. Because thought... they're, parked, they're parked on that creepy bridge, on uh, right. Sweetheart Bridge. It's, like, so – it's so funny. It's such a – funny parody of every horror movie opening and, with them making out in the car and she, you, don't, you don't realize like she's literally doing it to entice the serial killer to come out what's and that i gotta we'll tell look, you we'll check it out yeah i gotta tell you at first i was pissed off first of all question when the movie first begins it says something about 1996 did you guys see that yeah so it was like that, a sign yeah what that was, was that that was the sweetheart bridge that must have been when they they built it It said sweetheart bridge 1996 oh, oh is that okay because when i first saw it i thought this movie was supposed to be taking place in 96 then nah. when i saw what happened right after i'm like wait what the what okay all right so it, it just was something that was yeah just like a year maybe they put that that sign up or maybe they finished the bridge in 96 okay now that's fine but nothing scroll right off the bat i gotta tell you i i, I, I was like virtual? No, no, I was like, fuck her. No, because yeah. the way she was talking to the guy, say, like, don't be a fucking pussy, go outside. I didn't like that because right off the bat, I'm turned <laughs> off to the person that I know I am may have to be rooting for. Because I actually, as soon as I see what transpires after, I know that this is one of the tragedy girls. So I'm like, okay, this is who I'm supposed to identify with. And she's coming off like a real bitch. You didn't have to do that. If it was my film, I would have been like, I would have played it a different way. Like, oh, honey, I'm scared. Could, could you go look outside? I guess maybe by now, because it's her 30th hand job, she's tired of it. So maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe in retrospect, she doesn't have patience anymore. She's like, yeah, fuck this kid. I I've got blisters on me fingers. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But at first, that's how I felt. I was like, eh. But I'll, I'm going to say one thing to this movie's credit. The way these girls are portrayed, there's no reason I should like them. And for a long time, I do not. But by the time we get to the third act... I end up pulling for both of them in two separate situations, and I think they worked that well. You know what? There was, to a certain point, I was actually rooting for them as well, and then there's just one scene towards the end that, like, like pushed it over top, and I'm like, whoa, that, that actually fucking bothers me a little. <laughs> and I'm like, I was quite disturbed by it. 
to shop it scene? went it went next level <laughs> what do you say the shop the shop the shop kill scene no oh, the, the shop kill the thing was great yeah gymnasium oh okay. the whole ending yeah that's why i'm being cryptic okay yeah well no but well there's our tie-in with carrie as well for for if you want some tie-in again like we have uh prom and... It seemed it seemed almost like it. Yeah, you have the prom and you have that 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 big scene, but it seems almost counterproductive to what their goal was. I'm not trying. I really don't want to overanalyze no. this film, but it seems counterproductive. I, I can't say it because I don't want to spoil. Well, no, no, no. I could say it without spoiling. How is it counterproductive? Because this isn't going to be spoiling. They want the biggest tragedy possible. The bigger the tragedy, the more the fame. So, of course, they want to see that shit go down. And if they end up doing something where they happen to survive some amazing catastrophe, then they're even more in the public eye. I think that fits in completely with their MO. Yeah, I mean, but they don't know what's going to play out like that. No, but they don't, they don't care. They're doing everything they can. And remember, when, when prom night comes, they're separated. Yeah, but at this point, it, it seems to me like, like they had this plan all along and like the – why do I keep saying like – the goal, the goal was to increase their their social uh, media presence, and I felt like they would have wanted people in their town to be following them. I mean, they were promoting throughout their town, so to take it the next big, huge step and have it work out and tie up in that nicely neat little bow the way it did at the end felt like a stretch and felt like uh, almost kind of silly. Like, it really, there's no way you'd get away with this or this would really happen. Oh, happen. that I'll give you. That is yeah. my one knock. You kind of have to look the other way with plausibility. Why would the cops not figure a few of these things out? But I'm not going to be that viewer that this day and age is, wants to think high and mighty. This is the slasher. I, I wasn't picking apart Friday the 13th. I'm not going to pick apart Tragedy Girls. See, they, they I, I, what I because I read that it was a satire. So I'm immediately looking at it from, from the social commentary standpoint. And the social commentary is what makes it a modern slasher. You know what I mean? Because that's something that they wouldn't have had before. But make no mistake, to me, it's still a slasher. I mean, these are slasher oh, kills. The kills are straight up slasher. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I, I can't pick apart this kind of film. It's just some people may on other podcasts. I don't know. To me, it's like I said, I came up on Friday the 13th. I didn't pick that apart. I'll pick apart a serious movie that comes off as a serious film. And, you know, everything about it is serious. And like, okay, wait a minute. No. I mean, would you really pick apart Deathgasm? It's the same type yeah, of thing. This, is, this movie, the way it's presented to you, I think it gives you everything you need from that setup and from how the movie uh, progresses, uh, that it's forgiving. And it doesn't, you said ties it up in a neat little bowl, kind of in that story, but really, they're still bad girls. They, they, they could have gone, oh, yeah, gone a whole Hollywood ending, and they really right. didn't. They well, really no, didn't. Actually, they actually kept they it. did. They feel they did. You, I feel like, feel they did. like they're like, oh, they they got the book tour, they got the uh, you know the movie. But they're bad people. We're not supposed yeah. to be rooting for them. We're seeing what their intentions are from the beginning, and they're they're obnoxious, and they are the way they are. We're not supposed to like them. But, but we as horror but fans, we did. We did like them. That's the problem. I like them, and as it went on, by the end, I'm like, you know bad. what? I don't like them. I know they're but, bad, but the comedy got well, deflated that, towards the end, and it became arc. stupid. It became <laughs> stupidity towards the end why is that stupid really you thought one, it of the, stupid? one of the final scenes especially involving um lol who's the serial killer's character jordan and our tragedy girls that scene at the end was just so ridiculously 
bad to me. I just did not. It, it, I loved just, it. It was so stupid. It fit the film. Yeah, it fit the film. I agree with Dave. It, it fit the tone the, and everything yeah. that preceded it. And that was their reunitement. That was like their friendship blossoming. They, they had the, the dark moment that would shift into, you know, uh, act three, which was that they're not friends anymore. And, they, and they, they've kind of separated ways. And it builds to this moment. Is it a little forced? Yes. It's maybe more than a little forced. But not to the extent that it takes away a huge amount of enjoyment from the film because it fits the mold that the director kind of created. I think it took away from the character of Jordan because here's Jordan. He's in love with Sadie and he's this smart character. He's this intelligent guy and I know they're satirizing him and and kind of showing how stupid he is in the end, but he's doing investigative stuff and he's he's onto these girls. He figures it out and he knows and he still makes the decisions and, and the actions that he does and it leads to ultimately what it does. It just threw me off a little. I'm not saying maybe I, I don't know. I was okay. having a really tough time with my thoughts after this one on how to word the things that were bothering me. Okay, listen, this is another thing that I didn't want to go into because of spoilers, but I'll say it the right way. He actually made such a stupid decision, yes, which made no sense. Do you know why it made no sense? Let me see if you can jump in if you know, because it comes a scene when something is revealed. And yeah. two girls are saying something. Does it make an iota of sense for him to look at the girl that he has a crush on and all of a sudden when he finds out who really was the one that was doing the manipulation and side with her? If anything, he should have gone in the other direction and say, oh, wait a minute. This girl here was more the victim of the two, and you were the one that orchestrated it and had no pity. Fuck you. Why would he all of a sudden, hearing that about someone that he was close with and what this person did to them, why would he, at that moment, run to her side to defend her? If anything, it should have been the opposite. That was an issue I had. Yeah, I almost prefer if it would have gone a different route and um, different characters had maybe been killed off at the end and somebody else takes over this this idea of, of loving the spotlight and creating this. See, to me, that would have been too much. We already had enough of that crazy. But that's the point. If you're, if you're going to go like this, go over the top. Don't just throw away this character on like a stupid little thing because that was so stupid. I was just like, ah. But, I mean, let's focus on the great things in this and the kills and the references to other horror movies. Oh, we'll make this one like uh, Death Proof. We'll make this one like uh, yeah. this is like a Final Destination. They're never going to b- yeah. believe us. You know, there were some terrific kills in this yes there was yeah oh dude yeah the saw thing and the shop class and in the the toxic avenger type kill in the weight room with freaking big l <laughs> that shit that I whole love, big l sequence craig. yeah was that, great. yeah craig robinson is great and that was that was a great dude. kill it's like you bitches are crazy yeah <laughs> yeah that was phenomenal that whole scene. yeah it really was. It was well played. All that stuff. And in the end, back to you. But just let me see real quick. The end. That's. I look at that. I'm like, now that's how to end a horror film. Yes, I knew. You know? I, Dave, as I was watching it, see you guys you popped into me. my mind. I was yep. thinking of you. I said, I bet you anything. Dave is going to say, this is it. This is the ending that like all these movies fuck up with. And here we're getting it. We're getting the ending yes. that we deserve. And I. Agree, a hundred percent. This is the better, better watch out. <laughs> oh, absolutely. This, this is, is the I, better, I, better I knew, watch. And out. I knew it oh, when yeah. it ended. I'm say, I, I said to myself, I'm like, I think Dave and Christian are going to wind up enjoying this more than I do. And it's not that I'm against the ending, because you can kind of see it coming. But 
the way in which it gets to that point just felt like a little too ridiculous and a little too stupid at times. But it was still a really enjoyable film. Well, I'll tell you right now, this writer-director has uh, already done two... I prefer Patchwork. It's funny. I I really enjoyed Patchwork. This is... I think he's stepped it up, and I'm looking forward to what he has coming uh, next. But I think he might be working on a drama next, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm not sure. All I know is he did Patchwork, and I love that, because that was just... Either way, it's fine. Straight-up dark comedy, whereas this kind of had me confused as to where my emotions were. I'm a very emotional guy. And that's okay. I'm a tragedy guy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I have a couple notes that I don't remember what they are. One says cats and dogs, question mark. Oh, be- yeah. Um, they make reference that uh, Sadie and MK were practicing on cats and dogs long before they ever killed a human. Yeah, yeah. So that okay. kind of makes them, uh, in a lot of people's eyes, deplorable. Yeah, well, they were it's basically. It's gonna be hard for me. They were psychopaths from the beginning. It, it's not right, like the social media how and are. the idea of fame made them want this. That was just like a bonus add-on at that point. Yeah, but you know how sensitive a lot of horror fans are about fucking seeing cats and dogs murdered. When they hear that, are they gonna be turned off to these characters? I don't think so, because it's sort of just a passing reference. It's, it's just a passing comment, like, "Oh man, we went through a lot of cats and dogs." And the fa- even Sadie's father's like, "Have you seen our cat?" Right, I, I know. The whole, yeah. at, the, at the town hall meeting, he's like. What about our pets? Yeah. That... Not realizing it's his own daughter. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. The one thing, and I'll, I give it credit for it as well, is the the parents of not uh, not Brianna, um, Alexandra. Michaela. Michaela. Alexandra's the hey. fucking actress. No, I, I, yeah. <laughs> Alexandra yeah. Alexandra oh, Michaela, Ship, right? Michaela yeah, Alexandra Ship. Yeah, because it's it's Sadie Cunningham. So we're back to the names again, right? And then Michaela Hooper. So, like, just in case you don't know, it's uh, uh, Tobe Hooper. (laughs) To be Hooper. (laughs) And did you hear Michaela's ex boyfriend? His name was Toby, and she calls him Tobes at one point. (laughs) Ah, she must be a fan of uh, Porophilia shows. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, the parents. I thought they did a great job there because she comes not from a broken family at all. They actually overdid that. It's like the perfect family. Oh, seemingly, yeah. seemingly everything's like, like, like right out of like fucking uh, leave it to beaver. Norman Rockwell. Yeah. yeah. The black, leave it to beaver. What would the black leave it to beaver be? Leave it to believe. Um. <laughs> <laughs> leave on little. Oh, <laughs> leave it to Cleavon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Yeah. I don't know where that came from, but anyway, I loved what they did with that family. Sorry, you're about to ask me a question. Yeah, a scene. Did did the text bother you? Remember how we saw the text go across? You know what? I'm now used to it because it's what been like the fourth film I've seen this in now, where the the text coming up. Yes, funny enough. Again, I thought I'm like, how am I going to explain this now? But I've seen it in The Shallows. Oh. There's been like two other movies that we watched where the the texts now are popping up on the screen, but I guess I just have to get used to it. Didn't bother me because at this point now it's four movies in. I've complained about it. I've gotten over it. At this point and in this movie, they're really making fun of it more than using it for storytelling purposes. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the whole thing does that with with the tweets and the likes and all that. Yeah, when they use it in 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 that frame. I'll tell you what, I really enjoyed the soundtrack to this. Oh boy, and the sound design and everything. Yeah, that has to do with the sound, the score, everything was top notch. I listened to it in my headphones, and I'll tell you what, it, great, a, a big yeah. plus in this film. Yeah, yeah I'm, really so, I'm starting. I'm starting to pay more attention to that. <laughs> nice, good, good for you. 
Really proud of you. I, I'm, I'm really surprised that this didn't get a bigger release. I yeah, know. you know, I, I thought it was. There's I, no it, blue. There's no physical media for it, like uh, officially. And no. apparently, they it's one of those things where they print it to order, where they burn uh, um, mm. their copy uh, on on a blue and send it to you without specs or any of that shit. Isn't that weird? It wow. must. It must not. I don't know yeah. how how well it did at festivals. I really don't because I, it was playing. Seems like all of last year at festivals. It must not have gotten. <laughs> yeah, but it didn't seem to. Don and get much, saw it's it. not get. Yeah, it's not getting huge distribution, though. So it must not be, like... It must have been mixed. I don't get it, because that movie, Open House, which apparently everybody hates, was big at festivals, right? Now, this movie was big at festivals, too. I can't tell you how many podcasts, like year-end shows, I heard people talking about Tragedy Girls, people that saw it at festivals, loving it. And so why does Open House get a freaking Netflix thing? And and this Tragedy Girls, which I think much more people are going to, you know, react favorably to compared to Open House, why is this getting the shaft? Give it a month. Give it a month, month and a half, it'll be on Shudder. You would think. It's good to be. It definitely should. I mean, and probably physical eventually. But, I mean, what the hell? It's... It's it's a damn good movie, so I'd be shocked, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. What were some of your other notes that you had uh, issues My, with? Or okay, I'll give you a note and an issue. How are they able to send a text? Uh, oh, uh, the big ale thing. Is there a way to do that where you can send a text to freaking everybody in a room? Don't ask Christian. He can't even record the three of us. Oh, <laughs> you have feelings. I'm just kidding. Actually, I was wondering that too. But I, look, I can't pick apart. There like you, you go. said, right. at that point, I'm just like, whatever, they can do this. Okay. I'm just making sure there's not some device that I don't know of. You know, there's like cell phone jammers. Maybe there's some other device that does the opposite where you can somehow, every cell phone in your area, you can send it. Yeah, text. well, that had to be because how would they? Yeah. It I don't know. Otherwise, it, otherwise it, it didn't make much sense, but that was like not one of my main issues. Okay. One friend, more thing I didn't get. The, the breathing phone thing. Remember they were breathing on the phone? Yeah. What the hell was that all about? Why would you do that? Remember that? The heavy yeah. breathing, and then it took four guesses for, for him to guess who it was? It's a shit giggles thing, you know? It's a what thing? Shits and giggles. Oh, okay. You know, right. let's let's torment this guy. I'm going to moan into the phone. And she was all upset that he said her name for it. Oh, yeah, that <laughs> was funny. That was that was hilarious. Sorry, I... But, yeah, I think they're just, yeah, fucking with him. Yeah. Trying to freak him out. Okay. Well, I, I do like how they play that whole thing with the ex-boyfriends, because the one girl really liked the one guy, and then and then the other girl had an ex that she really liked. And when push came to shove, they weren't afraid to do what they had to do for the cause, even though you can see they genuinely had feelings. That's what I like. In another movie, something else would have happened. Absolutely. They would have been like, I can't do it. Or they would have, at the, right. at the moment of truth... They would have said, I, I can't go through with it or whatever. And then that would have been the Hollywood uh, sweet sort of ass. No, this went and did it. Yeah. They, just, they, well, they went with it. If, they, if it was yeah. set up, it, it, they played it out. <laughs> well, they established it pretty early on that I, I didn't doubt that they were going to go all the way. Yeah, but the way they spoke to them, all the way, going all the way. The way they spoke to him, you weren't sure because she was doing that talk. And, like, when MK was talking to the one guy, all of a sudden, like, it seemed like she was being wooed by him. And for a second, you're thinking, oh, well, wait a minute. You know, she seems really into him. And then later on, of course, of course ultimately, when the when the other girl – what's the other girl? I'm sorry. Sadie. Brianna? Brianna? Okay. Sadie, yeah. Sadie. Yeah, Sadie. That's a good name, too. Brianna is the actress's name. Sadie. I know. Yes. I'm going by the actress's name. We keep doing it. It's so weird. 
I don't know any name except I just know MK, Michaela. But, you know, what happens to her, I mean, that makes sense later on. But even earlier on, you think she's going to go someplace and then they they put the kibosh on it. And that's what I liked. That it, it wasn't typical that they, they kept their eyes on the prize except for, you know, plot-wise for the character arc later. All that was played well. For me, there's really nothing else I, I can nothing I can complain about. I mean, I like what the one father says because that's going to totally be me because he's busting the kid's balls when he comes and picks up the girl. But when they leave, he's like, yeah, bring her home early. You know, and all that shit. He's coming <laughs> off like an asshole. Yeah. But as soon as he leaves, he kind of chuckles. Smiles. Yeah. I yeah. thought that was great because they, they had those little subtle nuances. Maybe not so subtle, but it, it works and you make the character makes the character likable. And, and you do like them. Somehow you do like these people, even though they're doing horrible things. That takes something. Like, I mean, for a director, a writer and a director to, uh, who I think is one of the same year. No, it's not. Actually, it's written by different ah. people. But to be able to do that and pull it off is not an easy task. And I think no. they managed to do it. The social commentary factor, Brandon, if you're having a problem with it, it's there so that it's just not another slasher, I think. Whether you buy into it or not, I guess is the... The magic, uh, you know. Yeah. See, and I'm saying I would have liked it more just as a straight-up slasher because the way I felt about the characters definitely changed from the first half of the film to the second half. It loses its comedic edge and just becomes much more mean-spirited and dark. And, I mean, it was always building towards that because they, they hint at, you know, obviously the cats and dogs comment and Jordan's mother. You know, you know it's all leading to, to something oh, dark. yeah. Even even the whole mother thing didn't even make sense. Like, why are these two girls in her car? Huh. Yeah, you can't read too deeply. Who knows? Uh, yeah, maybe? I mean, I, I, yeah, I didn't read. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a small neighborhood. You know, maybe you know. Yeah, I could didn't. Be a ride back from dance class, and maybe exactly. They have, you know, it could be anything. It's yeah, maybe just... he has. Maybe he has a sister. You know, something like that. Yeah, it could be anything. And I, I will say, I really did feel pity for Michaela halfway through the film when things went bad and when Sadie uh, did what she did at the podium and the tragedy girl thing and how she went away. And I, I felt bad for her. That's when I was like, oh, man, I, I actually pity this girl who I'm supposed to, you know, not be able to relate to. And they worked that well. And that's what it is. And that's the gimmick of the film. And again, with you and mean-spirited and me and mean-spirited, B, it's the same. I've seen you use that as a um, – and not just you. I've seen other people say it online – and shit but it's like i i i hear people use the word mean-spirited as um is it being a a, yeah a a negative a detriment to a film where me i love it i love it mean-spirited especially in a film where it's comedic having mean-spirited stuff brought into it almost kind of evens it out for me that's that's i I guess in a way it would even it out if it's half comedic half half serious but to me it just didn't feel bounced well bounced well enough so by by the end it just felt like wow this really took a much not that the ending was different than what i expected but just uh the way it all unfolded was dramatically darker and different than than the first half yeah it's kind of like another evil remember how another evil was more lighthearted in the beginning and then it got totally serious by the third oh yeah i thought that was gonna go full funny games by the end (laughs) (laughs) by the way i showed that movie to my brother and my buddy the other day which one another evil Yes, and, and my brother brought something up. He goes, maybe the ghosts actually are evil. And the, the other guy was wrong and Oz was right because maybe the whole thing with the key, maybe they were evil. Maybe Oz was right the whole time. And I go, wow, I never thought of it from oh, that yeah. perspective. And, and you yeah, was helping them go cool. save them or something like that. Yeah, could you that imagine is, that? 
Yeah, it's cool, huh? That was a great film. Yeah, me neither. All the times we watch it, and then we talked about it afterwards. I go, you know what? We discussed it on the show, this and that. We talked about it. Nobody thought of that. So I thought that was was cool that there's another great thing about that film. You could take it that way. Who knows? But anyway. I like that. Yeah, yeah. It was cool. I like, I mean, I don't have a lot to say about this in the sense of that it is fairly straightforward using the social commentary as it's, I don't want to say crutch because that makes it sound like I didn't enjoy the movie at all. But, gimmick. But it, that's the gimmick. And in, yeah. in this day and age, it plays out quite well. Everybody wants to be famous and they're using death and dismemberment and, and, and everything to get it. So it works for what the director, well, the writer and the director are trying to get across. I didn't have the problem Brandon had. I, I would say that uh, I was, uh, three quarters had exploded. <laughs> I can buy that. Uh, I was going to say that too, but I'm going to go a little further because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say head exploding straight up. I, I had a sore throat. <laughs> <laughs> you had a mild rumbling? I had, I, I had a mi- mild rumble. Yeah. Okay. I just, I don't know why for some reason I just found myself watching this movie and, and, and losing interest as it went on, which was weird because I was so into it from the beginning and then it felt like they were almost making these characters less interesting as it went on and i felt like by the end like i just like whatever i don't care wow i'm the polar opposite yeah I it got better as am i yeah it's so it's so weird i we, we always do this i don't <laughs> I know as i as i thought okay here's where it's gonna start grinding gears as i usually say and and start right. taking a do- nosedive it actually went it kept my interest in it managed to pull off what could be cliche with the, the, the breakup of the friendship and everything like that. And then just use that to make it go one step further. And I'm like, oh, this is great. And, and then the nice. whole prom climax. The timing of everything that went down at the end. Do you think was that you think that was all pre-planned or? That was. No, uh, yeah, no I, I would say that would probably be something that you could take away from. But again, that's overthinking this type of movie. Yeah, I mean, and but I mean, that's what we do. But and and, I, and a lot of people say, well, no, that is what you're supposed to do. But, but sometimes but, but time I get issues. it. You shouldn't do it for for you know a semi slasher film or straight up slasher film. But we can do it, and it can be a reason why you don't like the movie. That that's legit. I'm just saying, though, there are, I I know what you're referring to, and again, for not getting into spoilers and whatever, I think we could keep it vague. But yeah, there's some things that. Timing, they play around with the timing a little bit. It's a little bit more convenient for uh, the movie to play sure. out. Yeah. But that's okay. All right. Cool. So that's that. That's uh, Tragedy Girls. And based on what we said, I have a feeling that people are going to check it out. They're probably going to check it out anyway, regardless of what we said. going to get numbers or no? Nah. We'll save nah. the numbers. No, this was C's idea. We, we keep it at head ratings for new movies. This way, when we get to the year-end show... They don't these, know exactly where we're going to go. This idea was to give more head, I thought. Yeah. As, <laughs> and come guzzling. Let's not forget that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess we got to take a break. Come right back. Guys, see you on the flips. Hello. Have you ever heard of MSK 3000? Yeah, well, we ain't them. But we are movie fans who like to drink and talk shit about our favorite movies. So join me, your host, Nudie, along with my co-host, Jake the Snake, and special guest stars as we dissect our favorite, or maybe not-so-favorite movies, on the NFW Podcast, otherwise known as No Fucking Way. 
You can catch us on Hardophilia and also at NFW underscore podcast on Twitter or NFW podcast at yahoo.com. We're back. Time for emails. All right. We have a new. Oh, nice. nice. That's the nice. email. Okay, I could dig it. Bring us in uh, emails. <laughs> Speedy delivery. Uh, <laughs> Wait, is, is it almost time for another recipe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah come up with some hash brownies okay uh <laughs> yeah we got to do a dessert fettuccine alfredo how's that fettuccine semi-alfredo how about this guy uh Fraser? reggie simpkins sorry <laughs> reggie who reggie ba- banister? simpkins banister yes <laughs> reggie is here to join us tonight now <laughs> unadvertised no, his name is Reggie Simpkins. The Reckless? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I had to do it just because he did it like eight times like in a row. And it almost seemed like unintentionally that he did it. That I intentionally hey, had to throw it in. I'm rushing for your guy's sake. Mo, 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 I'm rushing for C's sake so we can have a nice two and a half hour show to edit, which is the, our, our goal. You know, nice. I do it for you. Thank you. Yeah, I try. Thank you. Know? you. Yeah, you're you are welcome. <laughs> okay, Reggie Simpkin. Okay, suggestion. Now this is an SC uh, level email, so let me stretch my back. It's a first timer. Let's see what he says here. Hey, I've recently become a fan of the podcast and just recently joined the Facebook group after finishing the Paranormal Activity franchise podcast. Boom! That so Paranormal yeah. Activity show brought in a new listener. See? Yeah. Good start. Yeah, man. You guys should do the Conjuring franchise with Annabelle 1 and 2. The Nun, even the Crooked Man. Yes, I know the Nun hasn't been released, and from what I've heard, the Crooked Man is still up in the air, but mostly depends on the success of the Nun. I could be wrong, but regardless, I'm interested in what you guys think of the series. Okay. okay. So We'll see. That, that could be something. A universe show. Also, it was said in your Paranormal Activity podcast about Insidious not being light. For one reason or another, and my argument is if paranormal activity can introduce time travel, why can't Insidious play off that? Because in a way, it's sort of the same thing. Go ahead. I was going to say, Reggie, Dave is the one you're. this should be directed to. True. Brandon and I like all three. No issue with Insidious. Yes, I like all three of them. I haven't seen the skeleton key or what, what's it called? The, the skeleton crew. No, no the, <laughs> the new one. It the is. final key? It is yeah. the skeleton key. The I final think. skeleton key. And the, the last key. No, the, the last, last key. The, skeleton the last key skeleton key. <laughs> the last Sorry, skeleton. Re- sorry Reckless. <laughs> yeah. He is Reggie the Reckless from now on. I don't, I'm principal. And I'll tell you, listen, yeah. he can be the Reggie the Reckless. That's fine. I will go into it another show. Not now. There is major issues with the plot in Insidious 2. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind time travel. But what they did in that movie, they gave us questions that we didn't want answers to. No, they gave us answers to questions that nobody asked. And they made it more confusing than it had to be. And that's another show and whatever. Another show, I'll definitely I'll run down my problems with that that movie. Um, so I don't have a problem with time travel at all, believe me. But just it's got to be done right. Okay. You guys can also do one on today's modern horror films and the need to tie them together, like Saw or Paranormal Activity, even Insidious. You could even discuss the new Blair Witch. 
I can go on and on. I'm a huge horror movie fan. It's actually my preference. It's all I really watch. Nice. So I listened to various podcasts, but found this one to be the best. You know. Oh, thanks, Rich. Yeah. Can I call you, Rich? <laughs> we can Rec- call many. Reckless. Get an email in two weeks. No. You can't call me Reggie. <laughs> I prefer Reggie. Uh, let me know what you. Pardon me. This is hard for me to read because it's there's no. It's like, English. Well, no, it's one long thing. There's no paragraphs or or, or anything, and it's it, it, it's hard. Apparently, um, Reggie's Canadian. <laughs> let oh. me know what you think, and if and when you decide to address this email, let me know what episode it'll be answered so I can tune in. Well. Hope you're listening. Uh, I'm currently listening to Podcast 41, and you guys are currently discussing remakes, and I sort of agree, and I must say some remakes should just be left alone and not touched. It was said in Scream, don't fuck with the originals. Look at Rob Zombie's Halloween. Yes, I liked it, but feel that it should have been just left alone. His Michael Myers was fucking huge. He was too big. I liked the backstory in Scout Taylor Compton. Played that part perfectly. I loved her, but she'll never compare with Jamie Lee Curtis. But she did great. But in my opinion, Halloween, Friday the 13th, and Nightmare on Elm Street shouldn't be touched. They are essentially legends in their own right and created slashers, or at least took it to another level. Even Child's Play before this bullshit comedy was great. Eh, he's right about that. But back to Halloween. He got away from what Michael was about. He was never known as a person. He was known as The Shape, which is why John Carpenter said this upcoming Halloween will be the scariest one ever, and I'm excited. Nonetheless, I, I look forward to hearing... I heard he's going to be a trapezoid in the new film. <laughs> <laughs> it is a shape. I'm going to get you. If I could only yeah. see what I'm doing, yeah. it would actually be funny. It, it'd but... actually like, pull it down even further. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A trapezoid. I'm looking forward to the new Halloween. I uh, am too. I am too. Yeah. Eh. I I always get excited and I always get let down. So I'm going in with the eh so that I get blown away. <laughs> or just blown. <laughs> or just blown, yeah. Maybe I'll get blown in the theater by a trapezoid. Is that why they call you the crooked man? <laughs> oh, lordy, oh, lordy. Yeah, that's what you get, Reg. Yeah, reckless. Thank you, Reggie. Seriously, uh, that, that, there's a lot to cover. There's there's lots of opinions about remakes. As much as I enjoyed them, I I do kind of wish that they never were remade. I'm tired of having to. Yeah, look, I'd ra- I I would rather see your original content. Yeah. You know, constantly. But if if you're gonna do a remake, remake it. <laughs> yeah, I mean Rob Zombie remade. Said it, by Brandon Orlick. <laughs> No, remake it. Don't give us a definitive, you know, word-by-word retelling of what we just watched 30 years earlier. Well, that's what Rob Zombie did, and were you happy with it? Although, well, I'm sorry, the second half of Rob Zombie was by the numbers of part one. But the yeah. First half to, be, to be honest, though, I actually enjoyed, and I know most people enjoyed the first half better. I enjoyed the second half better. Wow. Yeah, I don't, you, you I didn't care. I didn't, I don't feel, I didn't, Michael's a kid? I don't care. No, I, I agree. I just think that it, it, it's the lesser of two evils as, as far as that movie's concerned. That's all. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't hate that film. No, but I mean, I, I'm not crazy about the first half, but the first half an hour is great. But I'm, I'm not crazy that he had to be white trash and all that other shit going on, and you know. 
but whatever. That's a whole. I'm not crazy. They duct taped his stepdad without him waking up and. Yeah, well, it's a slasher. I mean, come on. I'm, what about well, Jason? You know, I've duct taped well, he... my dad plenty of times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about the sleeping bag pillow in Friday the Thirteenth remake? You know, that wouldn't have happened. The person would have fallen out long before freaking they died. Remember, Just remember. The most important thing said in the last few minutes is. If you're going to remake something, <laughs> just remake it. Yes. It, was. it should be on a shirt. It's wisdom. Yeah. I'm literally I'm fucking exhausted already. Like... <laughs> already you're exhausted? I don't know what the hell's the matter with me. I, like, hit a wall all of a sudden. Well, let's, let's wake you up out of that wall. Okay, hold yeah. on. Let's let's talk about our, our, our friend, Jordi Ostier. Okay. Hey, guys. This email is way overdue. First off, I have so much respect for the top 50 slashers show you guys did. It's insane how many slashers you guys watched to do this show. Hats off, my friends. Uh, thank you. Thank, thank you. you, Jordy. Thank You're you, Jordy. Jordy. Clockslag12. That's his podcast. But you got to be... Do uh, more English English episodes. Two more? Do more. Oh, I thought you were announcing something. That he, he As I say that, that, it broke in English. <laughs> do more. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Two more. What's the name of, of the podcast? Clydesdale what? Is it about horses? Is it about horses? That Budweiser commercial. Yeah. Okay, poor poor Jordy. Okay. I am excited for your Is It Horror episode. It will be a very good discussion going. It will get a very good discussion going. I still haven't seen Brimstone, so I can't say if this is horror or not. But it's true what they say. There are some brutal westerns that are definitely not horror. That being said, I think I had the solution for you guys. In my opinion, it's totally fine for a horror movie podcast to talk about borderline horror movies or movies that are linked to the horror genre. Because in the end, a good movie is a good movie no matter what genre. And second, it's all about atmosphere. For example, True. I, like, I like this breakdown. Bone Tomahawk. Three quarters of the movie is a pure western. And the last part is a horrific part combined with the atmosphere you get in horror movies. So it's not the gore alone that makes the part horror. It's the combination with the atmosphere. Yes. Now, Saving Private Ryan. The first part is a straight-up gore fest, and the rest of the movie is a pure war movie. But the gore fest you see is combined with a dramatic atmosphere. Even though it's horror what the characters experience, and it's a total gore fest, it has a dramatic atmosphere, not a horror movie atmosphere. Well said. I laughed my whole my ass off that whole movie. I never saw it. <laughs> I never saw it. And that's why Bone Tomahawk could be linked to a horror movie and Saving Private Ryan can not. Shaving okay. Private Ryan. Saving Ryan's... Riven. Shaving Ryan's private. Private, yes. <laughs> that's the one you saw, eh, Dave? That, <laughs> yeah, the, the that and the double feature with the pelican queef. Or, or Gladiator. Oh my Gladiator? God. Gladiator. <laughs> Gladiator. Wow. Uh, I hope I can make sense in this theory I made up. Okay, same goes for Kong, Skull Island, and Shape of Water. Not for the same reason as Bone Tomahawk, because Kong is an action flick, and Shape of Water is a romantic movie. But I do feel like horror movie podcasts can review these movies, because those movies are creature features that are linked to horror movies. That's fair. We will never do shit like that, but that's us. 
the first King Kong was a straight-up horror movie back in the 30s, and Shape of Water is a del Toro creature from Black Lagoon. So even though these movies aren't horror, it's totally fine by me to review them in a horror movie podcast. And yes, you can argue Jurassic World is a creature feature, but none of the Jurassic Park movies have something to do with horror, even though the book is. So unless the new Jurassic World will be a straight-up horror movie, it's totally fine to keep this movie off your list and Shape of Water on your list. Well, that's my opinion on the Is It Horror discussion. Now, you guys do talk about some movies being horror when they're totally not horror. So please, guys, explain to me why you consider Kill Your Friends a horror movie when there is 0% horror atmosphere in this movie. A good movie nonetheless, but no horror in my opinion. As you guys know, I love the podcast, and you guys do a terrific good job. Cheers. Thanks, okay. Jordy. That was long overdue, and it was long overwritten. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's an SC kind of night. <laughs> I'm kidding. My, that was awesome. No, we appreciate it. All joking aside, we appreciate it. Kill Your Friends was very well, very controversial. I think two people chimed in to say, what the fuck are you guys talking about? But I think that's why we kept it off of our major lists. Did. Right? We right. did. It, it, it made... 11 to 17. Yeah, 11, 11 to 17, yes. 16, 11 to 16 range yeah. or honorable mentions. But I hear yeah. you. I hear you. I mean, it's horrific events, but the tone of the movie is definitely anything but a horror film. Well, true. But is it really that much different from American Psycho? Oh, that's what I was going to bring up. There, I, there were American I... Psycho-esque elements, which is, I think, our argument last time. But I think the vibe of the movie is a little bit more uh, Danny Boyle uh, train spotting or something. But that's not comical. Train spotting. Yeah, train spotting. It, is it, it depends on your sense of humor. Train spotting yeah. is when a large woman is bleeding from her vagina. Oh. I only saw it once. They say she's train spotting. Oh, I thought that really happened in the movie for a second. <laughs> well, you know, every show I think I, we've hit the low, but nope. Yeah. Nope. Hey, got a good laugh from Dave. Yeah. I wasn't laughing though. I thought it was real. Yeah. <laughs> That's the funny part. I thought, yeah, I thought you said in train spotting, a large woman's bleeding from her vagina. I thought you were making that as a point, That's saying That's horror. You know? <laughs> Honestly, that one thing I do want is like if a remake of train spotting, but I just want them to remake it. <laughs> <laughs> It's weird that you laugh at that because I find nothing in that funny. I, the delivery, the, just... the delivery was horrible. I admit, it. I admit it was horrible. Was... No, I, I, I agree with Christian. If they're going to remake Train Spotting, the best way to go about doing it would be just to simply remake it. Yes, just remake it, indeed. Yeah, kill your friends. Like we did keep it off the top because I even said I rated a nine. And it would have made my top five if I was going to really consider it horror. But I felt it belonged to, it deserved to be talked about because it's just one of those movies that I think that horror fans are going to appreciate. That's what's weird. Like some movies come up, like Green Room, for example. We can go on and on about it. But it's like the only people that were talking about that movie, I think, are horror fans. Like I, I don't think you. Right, I mean, yeah. could you walk up to such to Joe Blow on the street that that knows about Triple X and fucking? I don't know uh, Joe Blow. Jurassic World and 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 say, hey, you should watch Green Room, or, or have you or uh, have you seen Green Room? Do you think they'll know what you're talking about? Yeah, but I like, don't. First of all, my name's not Joe. But you do glow, Dave. I think you are right. 
for once. I'm not saying it's a horror movie. I'm not even saying that, but I'm saying that only horror fans seem to know about these movies. So what else can you say? I mean, that I mean, and we're going to get into that when we have the is it a well, horror? That's show. the whole point. They border on horror. Some of these films appear appeal to horror fans because of certain subject material within the film that's horrific. How about Shape of Water? I mean, horror fans took that as their own just because it's Del Toro. And that always happens with Del Toro. Well, the look of it made it seem like, you know, uh, made it seem like it was going to be a horror film. I knew it was going to be like partial love story, but I thought it was going to be horrific elements as well. I I didn't know it wasn't going to be a straight up horror film. But that's true. I was just mad that Michael Myers was in it. (laughs) The trapezoid of water? (laughs) 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 Uh, But that's the that's the shape of H (laughs) two (laughs) O. Man, just when I think he's hitting a low low, he comes in with a good one. I thought train spotting was good. Maybe some people won't get it. No, I get the joke. No, I just didn't find it funny. I, hear <laughs> I get the joke. It's just not a joke because it's not funny. Trailers I, is the problem. I, I'm tired of people. I'm tired of people saying that this isn't a horror movie because I watched the trailer and it wasn't what I expected. Like fucking, it comes at night. Guess fucking what? That doesn't mean anything. Uh, anyway, let, we'll talk about it on the obviously. We're gonna have to do that whole, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we, do that whole show. I haven't even thought about criteria and, and broken this down to we're gonna. in all its detail. By so. the time the show is heard, we'll we'll have the post up saying what movie do you think uh, oh, yeah. should be discussed as a horror, and then like I said, the top twenty will start, and then we'll take it from there. But that will be a hopefully a, a great show with great discussions, and we'll figure it out. And we're whatever. doing that as a consensus as well. It's not each individual. Right? What do you mean as a consensus? We're come up at, you, the three of us are going to come up with our idea of what horror is together. Not, Dave, do you think this is horror? Brandon, do you think this is horror? Christian, do you think this is horror? I think at the end, that's how we're going to decide. If, oh, two against, if two against one, then, then it's horror. Because what if we can't come to a consensus? And, and me and Christian feel one way and you feel the other. What are we going to say? You're right and we're wrong? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Christian, do you have a different idea? No, I concur. All right. Concur. Okay, let's move on. We have another email from Derek B. in response to the last show. And he says he would do it, and he did it. Derek B., my top 20 go-to horror scores. Hey, guys, Derek B. here from the podcast, which you call Cinema Blend. (laughs) Christian, your humor is uncanny. Dave, your Zelda Rubenstein (laughs) impersonation is (laughs) top-notch. And Brandon... Christian, get those grasshoppers chirping. Hello. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're crazy. Even though I feel Facebook games and drawing special objects have taken over your life. You still, you're still one funny motherfucker, you. You motherfucker, you. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, Zelda's voice. Zelda's voice? Stop feel it. It, <laughs> it makes you strong. <laughs> Was she on South Park as well? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I missed the joke. South Park. Explain. Sounded like a South Park character. That did? Yeah. Feel it. It makes you strong. She actually sounds like a South Park character. It sounds like her, but it sounds like a South Park character you as well. You keep breaking it up. Can I, can I hear it one more time? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's it. You get twice. That's it. I'm not doing it again. Now it's <sighs> coming down hard on you tonight, I noticed. 
What else is new? Well, since you guys did your list, I guess I will give my top 20 for you guys to read off. Okay, here we go. 20, Simon Boswell, Hardware. I haven't seen it in years. Hey, Hardware's Nin- awesome. It's a good flick. It's been so many years. 19, James Horner, Wolfen. Wow, interesting. James Horner's good. I don't remember the Wolfen soundtrack. I'd have to check it out again. Uh, 18, this one is great. John Harrison, Day of the Dead. I just listened to it the other day. Yeah. It's fucking great. And James Horner, what else did he do? A ton of shit, man. Here, yeah. while you're Wolf, yeah, Wolf and two. Yeah, Wolf and okay. on the two on the move. Wolf, Wolf, <laughs> Wolf Cop. Wolf Cock. Seventeen, John Williams, The Fury. John Williams is always good. Sixteen, Steve Moore, The Mind's Eye. Wow. I guess that was a good soundtrack, huh? That was. We totally forgot about that one. Yeah. Good call. Um, fifteen. Riz. Ortolani, House on the Edge of the Park. Ooh, wow. Uh, 14, huh? He was my number one, Riz Ortolani. Was he? Yeah, Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, that's him? Yeah. Oh, okay. Where do you so want me to start all... with James Horner? What do you got, buddy? Little Jack Horner. Well, he's uncredited on Blade Runner, but then he did Cocoon. Uh, he did Red Heat, Die Hard, uncredited some of the things. Cocoon the Return, Field of Dreams. Oh, these are a lot of uncredited at the beginning. Is he credited for doing anything? <laughs> Why is he always uncredited? <laughs> All these movies he had nothing to do with. Was he credited for Wolfen? Titanic? Actually, funny, I didn't even see Wolfen. Wow. <laughs> did he really do anything? I don't know. <laughs> He's not even a composer. I didn't even see Wolfen here. I give up. 14, Benjamin Sheldon, or Sheedon, or Sheldon, <laughs> Horsehead. 13, Jerry Goldsmith, Poltergeist, of course. 12, Fabio Frizzi, The Beyond, good stuff. 11, Wojciech Gachazeski, Late Phases, wow. Hmm. You nailed it on that name, I think. I tried. Uh, Ineo Morricone, White Dog, I don't even know what that is, White Dog. It's about a racist dog. Oh, okay, asshole. It is. It's a good movie. It is a good movie. Not racist enough for me though. Uh, I <laughs> I went through the wrong thing. I went through soundtrack, and now I'm in composer. So he did. Just here's some of them. Not all of them. Humanoids from the Deep, Battle Beyond the Stars, The Hand, Wolf, A Deadly Blessing. Uh, some other ones. Forty Eight Hours, Crawl, Space Raiders, Brainstorm, Dress of Gorky Park. <laughs> what is he? Porky Park. <laughs> Cocoon. Volunteers. What was it? Commando. <laughs> Aliens. You son of a bitches. You. American Porky Tale. Park. Project X. Batteries not included. Red Heat. Cocoon. Uh, Batteries not included was a good film. Glory. I watched it about a month ago. I love that film. I saw that in the movie theater. So did I. Did you cry? No, but I remember loving the soundtrack by the guy who did Wolfen. Snickers. <laughs> what do you say? Snickers. Yep. Snickers. <laughs> Some other movies. The that was the best one. That you threw the comments. Some other movies right in the middle. <laughs> the Pelican Brief. Did we make a joke about it earlier? Yeah, yeah Pelican Queef. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Legends of the Fall. Braveheart. Casper. Apollo thirteen. Balto, of course. Courage Under oh, Fire. Ransom. Like a t- Titanic. Like a fucking shitloads. Shitload. Um, well, Titanic is big. Apollo thirteen was was epic. <laughs> I, I just can't believe there was a fourth. Fucking Porky's movie I didn't know about. What are you, what are you talking Park? about? No, he said something Porky, about Gorky Park. <laughs> Gorky Park. Oh. Porky's Park. That's where Brandon frequents every Friday. Isn't Gorky Park in Russia? <laughs> yeah, it was a band from Russia. I remember that. 
in the 80s. Down Corky in Park. Corky Park. Yeah. Yeah. The score. It was a band. All my balalaka sings. It was a metal band. Yeah, he's talking about the, the Scorpion song, The of Winds of Change. change. <laughs> oh, yeah. Down, Down in Corky Park. You're right, but I'm telling you, there was a band in the 80s. I got to find this now. Gorky Park. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're a band. Okay, let's see. Gorky's Park. Park. We're making that. Gorky's Park. Gork and Mindy. <laughs> Gorky Park, rock band. There you go. Gorky Park, hard rock band that gained mainstream popularity on the United States during Perikostroska. Huh. Told you they were a band. Oh, okay. Dave, I don't want to be the one to say this, but I feel like you're just into this for the stats. <laughs> yes, I am. Yep, you know it. <laughs> Perfect. But I can't believe Por. Okay, Porky. I thought there was a fourth Porky's movie. That would have been cool. Porky's, Porky's Two, Pork. Porky's Revenge, and then Porky Park. <laughs> Porky's Park. <laughs> Is that a Jurassic Park? Porky's. Park. <laughs> I'm ready to move on. Fucking Jurassic World. Yeah, okay. That's being very mean tonight. I beat me. Yeah, I feel like Christian's being very mean. Oh, like I'm okay. ready. Yeah, you're okay. You're all right. You, you'll get over you're, it. You're, okay. You're Let's go to Goblin, number nine, Tenebrae. All right, of course. Jerry Ready Gold. to Goblin down three penises before the show. <laughs> 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 number eight, Jerry Goldsmith, The Omen, of course. Perfecto. Uh, seven, Akira Ifukubi, Godzilla, a.k.a. Gojira. Again, this guy, number eight, Wojciech. Go Chesky. We are still here. Wow. Nice. Okay. Five disaster piece that follows. Yep. Four Bernard Herman cycle. Yep. Nice. Number three, John Carpenter the thing. Nice. Uh, pardon me, John Carpenter the fog. Sorry. Yeah, Pino. Two, Ennio Morricone the thing. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah okay, yeah. But who did? Oh, yeah, Carrie. I'm thinking of Carrie for some You know, Dinaggio. Yeah. I had him on my list. Oh, I thought it was oh, Pinot Noir. <laughs> <laughs> These jokes are fucking brutal tonight. <laughs> <laughs> They're perfect exploding heads jokes. They are. They are. It's not imploding. They're exploding stuff. Uh, number one. Uh, mild convulsions. Number one. Anybody want to guess? Uh, uh, Maniac remake. That's only on Brandon's list. Is number one. No. Cannibal Holocaust. No. Deep Red. Nope. Is one it more. Italian? Italian. It's got to be uh, Fabio Fritzi for something. You're there. You're there. Dr. Butcher, MD. Is it City of Living Dead? Oh, and no. <laughs> Burial Ground. Come on, man. It's the most obvious one. Really? Fabio Fritzi. Oh, Zombie. Yes. Zombie. Yes. That's yeah, his favorite yeah. film. Idiot. There you go. There you go. Is that Zombie 2? Uh, Electric Zombie yes. Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's not allowed on this show. You gotta say on the move. On the move. On the move. On the move. These zombies are on the move. <laughs> I don't like I no fast it. running zombies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> zombie two on the move. It makes sense. It should be it. Fast running zombies. Wow. No shit. Okay. Couple things. This is just a little heads up that was sent from Peter, and he says, "Piper, you may know this already." Peter um, Flamendetto. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah, Flamendetto. Sorry. I hope I'm saying it right. I don't think you are. Let me read it again. F, is that an I or a U? You're the one who read it. (laughs) (laughs) Let me read it, but tell me what letter this is. (laughs) I meant to say is it an I or an L. It's a 
Peter Fiamofredo. Fiamofredo. Nailed it. Fiamofredo, okay? He wants wants the listeners to know. You may know this already, but Shudder is thinking about getting Joe Bob Briggs on the network as a horror movie host. I grew up watching Joe Bob and would love to see him again. I emailed Shudder telling them how I feel. If you like Joe Bob, drop Shudder a Facebook message telling them how you feel. He wanted us to pass that on. I, they talked about this on 22 Shots. I thought JP took credit for this. <laughs> JP takes credit for everything. He's oh, the shit. reason Shudder exists. <laughs> yeah, JP, if you're so good, get fucking PlayStation on Shudder. Yeah. Or Shudder on PlayStation, sorry. Get PlayStation on Shudder, too. <laughs> get Nintendo on Shudder. Uh, I'm going to say something controversial. Say it. Oh, you Fuck you, Joe Bob? You're not a fan of Joe Bob? I'm not. No, I'm fine with Joe Bob. Oh, fuck. Okay. Fuck Peter? Peter's a nice no, no. guy. <laughs> no, none of that. No, no, no. His real name's not really Fiamondo? <laughs> I never paid attention to fucking... <laughs> Good God. Horror hosts? To that, to Monster Vision. Sven I never Julie? watched Monster Vision. In passing, in passing, if I saw Joe, Joe Bob on the, on, on the screen, I would listen to what he said because it was entertaining. But anytime I saw Monster Vision, really, I, it, it made no sense for me to watch censored versions of horror movies that went, why would I as a horror fan at that age? I mean, I had all the VHS in front of me or whatever, you know what I mean? So I never understood why everybody tuned into all these shows to watch censored versions of Friday the 13th, etc. You know what I mean? That's that's what made no sense to me. I'm glad that it was around, but that's why I, I don't have the passion about that that other people do, because why am I watching that? Yeah, no, I hear you. I, we didn't get him in Canada. I think oh. I mentioned this before. We talked about this because we didn't have no monster vision. I did get. We did get Elvira. Avara. Elvira. Elvira. <laughs> like a disease. Elvira. Oh, yeah, I'm suffering from aloe vera. <laughs> and maybe if Joe Bob wore tighter shirts, he would have been in Canada. But yeah, r- rub some aloe vera on that. <laughs> you had Captain Canuck though, right? Yeah, we had Captain Canuck. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's no beating him. <laughs> but anyway, did you guys watch Joe Bob? I remember him. I think I, I just answered I- the question. <laughs> oh yeah sorry Dave just pulled me from earlier I know I did exactly good god uh, I respect it I just I uh, didn't I didn't watch it a lot never liked watching really the censored films either no it makes no sense why would I subject myself to that although not to him because he was fine if I could just watch him without the movies that would be fine just for his comments yeah. well it's shorter yeah. than it would be uncensored of course yeah it would be uncensored so that would actually oh, yeah. be cool one thing is, if they do bring it back, they should bring it back. <laughs> yeah, on the move. No, they got to remake <laughs> if they want to bring it back. Oh, fuck. Uh, okay. It's so, one of those nights. I'm sorry. So that, that that's a quick message there. Uh, we have a couple more here. Jim, Jim K. Hey, guys, just to clarify, it was CBS Fox, LOL. Remember we were talking about CBS last week? And I think you said yeah. CBC. Yes. Yeah. There you go. That but was now, a cliffhanger. That was a cliffhanger, wasn't it? Thanks, Jim K. I do not remember. Oh, my God. <laughs> what else? Fucking you know? guy. What, I, what, what is this in reference to, CBS Files? He doesn't even know that he's been canceled off the show yet. He's that far behind in episodes. <laughs> Am I on CBS Fox? Have I been canceled off CBS Fox? Maybe Netflix will pick me off up. Off Exploded Heads. I don't even. This is a phantom show. <laughs> maybe, Shutter, maybe Shutter will pick us up. 
that's wouldn't that be great? We should be on there. Fuck Joe Bob. The three of us should go on and, and review movies and be in the no. Middle. That's that should be the content. Us fucking Joe Bob. All <laughs> 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 oh, sucks, boys. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> okay. Last show he was talking about his top twenty or top ten uh, distributor logos, and he said, "Oh yes, that's it. Okay, I remember." CBC slash Fox, and CBC comes from Canada. And Fox, I was like, what is that, 20th Century Fox? So anyway, does this even help us? What does CBS Fox look like or sound like? Nobody? Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was this? Asian? What does the Fox say? What does the CBS Oh, Fox? I thought you were going like, bing, 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 bing. Okay, forget it. I couldn't do it because I started laughing. That's a fucking brilliant joke, but I fucking failed on the singing of it. Oh, damn it. Anyway, okay, he wants to say this too. The movie title list... Pay attention, boys. This is what he says to clarify. The movie title list should be best, but a separate list of worst or funniest could be interesting also. So I was right. He said best. You guys are talking about funniest, worst, this and that. The guy said best. You guys didn't understand it. Best what? Best horror movie titles. Like I said last week, Friday the 13th. That's a great title for a horror movie. Yeah. Right. Right. That's what I meant. Best. That's what he meant. And that's what I understood. You guys are talking about funniest or fucking worst or some shit, you know? Yeah, I, think it be si- I think it should be silliest. Fine. Best. We'll do a show. We to judge best. Psycho's a great title. What do you mean? Omen's well, a great title. Carrie's a great title. It's about Carrie. Oh, Carrie's Carrie not a great title. Great title. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They should have called it Carrietta. No. Oh, my God. They should have called it Blood Babe or something. How is, sleep, how is sleep is Francesca right now? Jesus. Okay. Say, say what you want. No, I meant can you wake her up. Like <laughs> oh! <laughs> a spot's become available. <laughs> How clear can I get? <laughs> yeah. A train spot's become available. <laughs> oh, so yeah, Jim K. We'll do a whole show with just movie titles: best, worst, funniest. I'm picking the first twenty. They're my best. It follows the best. Oh my god. It comes at night. I'm doing my be- my top 20 best It movies. It, It remake, <laughs> It comes at night. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, please. <laughs> okay, move on. Yeah, move on. I think that's it. I thought For some reason, I thought I had one more message here on Facebook, and I just cannot find it now. So... Sent it. Fuck you. E- e- either, either I'm wrong, or it will be a... Uh, yeah. That we so, never get back to. <laughs> We'll do a weekend. Okay, so let's get into our triple R's. We have one movie that we all watched, and we have... How many movies do we have? I have three in total, including the one that we all watched. I have five in total, but mine will be quick, because they're catch-ups on first-time movies, so they're just kind of like boom, 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 boom. Catch-up? How about some mustard? (laughs) Oh, my (laughs) fucking God. It's just... It's unfathomably Dave, would, bad tonight. Dave, would you do me a favor? Would you go uh, wake Francesca up for me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just cracked I get... that joke two minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, but I cracked it better because I'm admitting that I need to step down as the third host on the show. <laughs> <laughs> and... Oh, shit. Let the poor girl be. Okay. let me. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do my two right quick. Cause, oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we each have three, so then we go round. Can we let's stop him, Brandon? <laughs> I don't think we can stop you. I'll be quick. Check it out. Because here's what I have. I watched for the first time ever The Devil's Backbone. Here's what I noticed about Del Toro. He always seems to have 
Uh, children is the central part. And if not children, then romance. It's one or the other, I've noticed. There's a kid in uh, Kronos. There's a kid in, in Pan's Labyrinth. There, there's kids as the lead in Devil's Backbone. And I did enjoy Devil's Backbone. Del Toro always makes a good film. Not really what I was expecting. And the whole reason they call it the Devil's Backbone, to me, seemed kind of like a throwaway line. Like they were looking at these fetuses, and the one guy said it was a disease, the scientist, the VA once said, and it was called Devil's Backbone. And then, unless I completely missed out on something. But it was part ghost story, mystery. It was interesting. I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I'm not going to put it on a level that everybody seems to put it on. Maybe I need a second view, but I liked it. I'm I'm only going to give it a 7 out of 10, but it's a good film. I mean, it's interesting. This boy gets dropped off because uh, at this orphanage type thing because there's war going on. He also has war in a lot of his movies, I noticed, and uh, that's like a central thing with him. And there's war going on, and he stays at this place. This is his dad is dead or at war, and they didn't want to tell him that he was dead maybe. I can't remember exactly. Like I said, it's been over the last couple weeks, but I enjoyed the film. Uh, like I said, maybe I'll watch it again because it seems like a lot of people have this on a higher pedestal or maybe not. I don't know, but seven out of no, ten. No, I, I think people are uh, generally higher on that one. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I, I remember feeling like I would have rated it like an eight. But again, yeah. it's been a couple of years since I've seen it. It's a good story. You know, I mean, I was engaged. I just wasn't like over the moon. I didn't say anything very special about it. But yeah. Whatever. Uh, then this one, Dead and Buried from 1981, finally. Nice. I had to watch it because they covered it on Horror Mafia, and I wanted to listen. So I watched it. I enjoyed it. There was kind of a good twist at the end, like they said. And I don't remember a whole hell of a lot about it, and it's 7 out of 10. So <laughs> I, I, I honestly, what I should do is, is read the B and, and read the, uh, the description to get a little better of an idea of what the movie was about. Because, like I said, it's been a couple weeks. So, but you guys fans yeah, of this one? That one is a good one. If I remember, I'm going by total memory here. Dan O'Bannon wrote the movie, and I believe Gary Sherman directed it. Is that the 80s one with, uh, what's his name? Or 70s? It's like a face on the cover. looks 81. like it's coming out of the ground. Is that yes. guy, what's his name from yeah. Willy Wonka and Jack Albertson? Yes, he was. He was, yeah, Grandpa Joe. It, good old it. it is Grandpa. Eye. It is, okay, it is Jack Albertson. Yeah, I like that movie. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I remember Grandpa Joe. Yeah, it's been a while it's a since I've seen it too, but yeah, I I remember being very high in it, probably in the eight range. But it's been so long, but fantastic. Uh, so long, you leaving? Thank you. Bye. <laughs> it's cool. It's a good story. It's kind of cultish, but it's good. I definitely recommend everybody check it out and uh, go in knowing nothing is good because the reveal at the end is a little strange, but cool, and I could see how it would work. You know, it's a little. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to even compare it to anything. But I'm glad I saw it. Again, it's a 7 out of 10. So, dead and buried. I saw Day of the Dead Bloodline. Oof. And, <laughs> and yeah, oof is it. Because I <laughs> actually made reference that I was willing to check it out. They, like, even the preview, which is the commercial for the movie, usually you want that thing to make, to sell the film. And I was like, eh, something's off here. The act, see, I guess I put a, a lot on acting, and if the acting seems off to me and the timing of, of people's delivery and everything is off, it takes me out of the movie right away. And I'm very hard on movies that have this issue. And so already the movie's at like a, a negative 
because it, 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 it's rubbing me the wrong way out of the gate. Add to it an original story, ho-hum zombies. I mean, zombies have been done to, done to death, so you really need something to keep you interested. And there's been some great zombie movies lately that still manage to be entertaining, fun movies, even if they're a little derivative of, of, the, of the genre, the subgenre. Day of the Dead Bloodline is just lazy. It's not good at all. The acting is subpar. The script is subpar. There's a couple of decent effects, but then, of course, they mix practical with CG. And CG's fine. I, again, I don't want to seem like I'm down on it, but when they do things like the splatter against the camera lens and say, uh-huh. ooh, that was cool, and then you see it four more times throughout the movie, it, that's another thing that takes me right out of the movie and makes me start hating it. So I did finish it. I did not want to finish it. <laughs> Even the ending is like a slapped on Disney Hollywood ending type mm-hmm. feeling to yeah. an already piss poor experience. I gave it two and a half out of ten. Ooh. Wow. Full head implosion. Yeah. yeah, that's bottom of the year material. Holy shit. I, I never want, again, I don't watch trailers, but I never wanted to see this movie. As soon as I heard about it, I was surprised at the amount of excitement in the horror community. After I, all, the, I saw the cover the last art. Two didn't want to see it. The last two sucked. I didn't even see them, and I know they sucked. I don't have yeah. to watch them. I, it's all I've ever heard. And no, this this was way worse. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, never wasn't a fan, I wasn't a fan of that. That Steve Miner directed that other Day of the Dead one, right? Right. There was yeah, that Day was of the horrible. Dead. Yeah. So I've heard. See, I, I don't watch movies that I just I had a feeling they would suck, and they all did apparently. So I'm this cover I, art was atrocious. I didn't want to see it based on that. I pulled a U. It's a smart move. But if anything, I thought maybe it had potential with the gore. That's well, it. There I, is I gore. Ex- there is gore, but it, it, it almost seems... I even said ho-hum gore when I did a quick little review and someone asking if they recommend checking out the movie. I said no. Mm. Other people were like, yeah, of course, there, there are bites and there's some blood splatter and spray, but you've seen it all before and you've seen it done way better before you saw it way better in dawn of the dead and if that didn't do it for you, you saw it better in day of the dead the original so they, there's so no they didn't remake it here they didn't remake it here yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> flush they the remake that. plug it up <laughs> plug it up <laughs> all right what you got b all right my first film is a 1976 film ah. directed by jeff lieberman who did Blue Sunshine, Just Before Dawn, Satan's Little Helper, and this first-time watch called Squirm. Oh, Squirm. This was, I'll tell you what, I avoided this from when I was a kid because that cover art just was so gross and nasty, just the head rotting into the big uh, pool of worms. Christian, I get it now. That was one of those pauses. (laughs) (laughs) I totally get it. I literally had a stroke. Okay, so this takes place in Fly Creek and a power outage and down power lines. Drive electricity into the ground, forcing out the worms. And all the worms come out, and now they're aggressive and hungry for human flesh. And the story revolves around a city boy and his Southern Belle girlfriend who have to figure out a way to stop this. Now, the thing that was really insane to learn about this film was that they used real worms throughout the whole film. Because there's scenes in this film where there's literally worms, literally worms All right. All right. climbing steps. Literally. Like wow. they're, they're, they're No, they're, it's not like they're climbing one by one. They're falling <laughs> like, into the house and literally 
going filling up the house. Wow, gross. And I thought it was fake. I thought it was a fake effect, but they actually used hundreds of thousands of sea worms that they flew in at a time. They would fly in like a quarter of a million sea worms at a time to actually drop them and use the reverse camera shot to make it look like they're going upwards, which I thought is like absolutely amazing and disgusting at the same time. Like, I, there's no way I could ever do this movie. It'd be like doing Kingdom of the Spiders. The 70s, man, they didn't fuck around. They did these stunts with real animals, real insects, real creatures, real whatever. Man, that's sick. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting because I always thought of it as a really low-budget film. There were some big names attached to this film. At one point, Kim Basinger, Sylvester Stallone, Martin Sheen were all... In yeah. 76? Wow. Yeah. We're all a fresh face. Good yeah, name. they were all attached ah. to this at some point. It, it's a fun film. It really is. I, I didn't find it overly. Did you, did you say Sylvester Stallone too? Yeah. Instead, he did Rocky. <laughs> yeah, instead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, but Rocky. Squirm or Rocky? Uh, I'll go Rocko. <laughs> he wrote fucking Rocky too. Yeah. But... Isn't but isn't that weird that he'd be atta- He was actually attached to this at one point. Gotta make money. Yeah, I mean the uh, the effects in this are really nasty, but it's it's a cool film. I definitely recommend checking it out. It's it's not gonna make my top ten. I'll say that right now. That's why I'm doing it as a triple R. But it's a solid seven out of ten for me. Nice, nice. I have to yeah, check it out yeah. too. Oh, you never, you guys never seen it? No. Oh, it's gross. So gross. <laughs> I bet. It sounds gross. Fucking worms. Okay. <clears throat> Another one, and you know, I, I, I'm keeping it up here. I, I'm all the way up to how high did I get with my alphabetical uh, catching up thing? I think I got all the way up to H. So yeah, uh, this movie here is a G though. This is Grizzly, <laughs> and wow, I'll tell you what, seventy-six film, awesome. I had more fun with it than I thought I was gonna have. I have a good film. not really been a creature feature type of guy. Nature rung amok and things like that, but. I said, you know what? I had my daughter with me. It's PG. I said, I'll give this one a shot. We got to do it 70. So put it in there and uh, had some fun with it. I, I liked the, the stunts they did with this freaking big bear. I mean, obviously, you know, it wasn't as big as they were saying. Calm down, but... Christian. And it's not a big gay biker he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I was foaming at the mouth there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> But there were some cool kills in this and, you know, some interesting – it wasn't like what you'd expect. And I learned something about these creature features, and a lot of times I avoided them. But I'm learning more that the, the charm of these films is that you spend a lot more time with the characters than you do in other type of horror. And if the characters work for you, you're going to enjoy the movie. And the characters worked for me. I cared about them. I, I enjoyed the flick. It, it kept me interested. Uh, there's really, I mean, I'm not saying it's an amazing film, but I enjoyed it. If you haven't seen it, you should check it out if you're into any of this stuff. Nature rung amok or, you know, anything that's like a, a it, it's so funny because it's you know, a year after Jaws and they're trying to do like what they did with Jaws. And, you know, there's even. To me, this has the funniest kill I've ever seen in a film. Which kill? That the, the I guy on, t- on the, the top the, of the thing? No, the bear. The bear. The bear, the bear at the end. killed at the end? Yeah. Oh, he okay. Shoots that, he shoots that fucking bazooka from like four feet away from the... <laughs> Francesca was going crazy. She's like, oh, yeah. She loved it. She loved I it. laughed hysterically the first... I love it. It's great. But he's literally like four feet away with a fucking bazooka on his shoulder. <laughs> and he shoots and the bear just explodes. Into like... 
<laughs> I died laughing. I always thought that was a very funny kill. It was cool. I enjoyed the movie. Seven and a half for me. I dug it. Nice. I'll watch it again. Yeah, I don't think it'll make my top ten. That's why I'm talking about it now. Unless seventy-five is it's seventy-six. It's a borderline is a, contender. Seventy-six is is a worse year than I'm anticipating. Maybe it will pop up, but we'll see. But yeah, it's definitely worth your time if you haven't seen it. Grizzly Adams, and <laughs> I have another movie from this year. <clears throat> Get the, get the cock out of your mouth before you do this. <laughs> it's a grizzly. Grizzly yeah. in a furry cock. <laughs> uh, and it is from ne- on Netflix, and it's called The Open House. There it is. 2018. Oh, Another major disappointment. My wife said, hey, Christian, there's a new horror film out. Let's watch it together. And I'm like, kind of like you, Dave, when my wife says, let's watch a horror movie together. I'm yeah. uh yeah, let's watch that movie. So we popped that movie on, and it started playing out, and she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, sorry for what? She goes, well, this is not very good. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm I'm, I'm intrigued because I, of course, read up on it because you can't just watch a movie now. Second, I'm like, well, what was she trying to get me to watch? I went on IMDb and found out that it had a $100,000 budget. A $100,000 budget. So I'm like, well, it looks good. For a $100,000 budget. There's some name actors, maybe not A-listers, but people you've seen now in a lot of films and that you'd recognize uh, that give decent performances. And so that intrigued me. And the look of the movie intrigued me. So I was like, okay, let's see where it goes. And it really goes nowhere. There's, I mean, there's, obviously they're trying to develop a mystery about a mother and a son on troubled times uh, without a dad, and she has to move. They, the dad dies and in a, in a rather poorly staged car crash, but again, the budget restrictions, I assume. They move into this house that the aunt has. That's, she has all this extra money, and they, and they move into it, and it's for sale, so they just have to make sure they're out whenever they're going to be showing open houses. That's the setup, pretty much. Uh, the movie plays Sounds out. Good. There's a lot of weirdness with, uh, with the neighbor. You know, they set up all these weird red herring t- style uh, characters. None of that plays into the final. F- That's act. it. That's the problem with that film. None of it's it all plays red into her- it's it all, all red herrings with no payoff. All red herrings, no payoff. And on top of it all, the balls that it did what it did at the end, like I said, is absolute. Well, I said this in a message. So it's absolute laziness on the writer yes. and filmmaker's part. Yes. Or like one late to the party stroke of genius to not explain anything and to do what they did to the leads. But because they did it, I ended up giving it one full point higher than what I originally would have. Four out of ten. Hey, that's what I gave it. Oh, okay. Well, that's an avoid for me. Thanks, guys. That was, yeah, <laughs> that was my first watch. I, even though people were telling me to avoid it I, st- it, I still wanted to see it for myself. And the setup, I enjoyed the setup. I was into it. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a cool mystery. I can't wait to see how this unravels. And then I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah. Well, you're it's doing, a totally different doing, movie. It is. It's yeah. uh, Somebody compared it to Fender Bender. Huh. That's what it, it, it starts out as one movie and then turns into Fender Bender at the end. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> it sounds good on paper. But... Well, check it out on Netflix. The... Maybe, maybe no. our hate of it will raise your... But, I mean, it's really not well... trending well at all. I've heard nothing good about it. I'm not watching it. That's how I roll. Nope. <laughs> nope. I'm, I'm heavy. Uh, mine's also a new film, and it's called Keep Watching. Aha. Uh-huh. Jeremy was blowing this one. Yeah. Uh, this one actually finished shooting in December of 2014, which right away should have been a red flag. 
<laughs> a family becomes imprisoned in their home by intruders who force them to play a life and death game where the mysterious rules become clear as the night unfolds. That synopsis right there, which is directly from the B, had me intrigued. Bella Thorne's in it. She was in The Babysitter, my number one film from last year. Chandler Riggs from Walking Dead's in it. That's cool. I'm a Walking Dead fan. I like Carl. But this one was a big letdown. It doesn't really seem that there was much of a game developed. And the characters are dispatched way too quickly without any real care from the audience. So, like, you you don't really care because it it just happens too quickly. The few twists they throw into this film are are underwhelming. And, honestly, they feel like you've seen them before. They do the home invasion setup well, but it's so grand and detailed that it's it's going to have you scratching your head. I know Dave's going to be like, get the fuck out of here with this. And I wish they had focused more on making this like the collector or like Saw, because that's what it sounded like. Like, oh, my God, this is a home invasion Saw. Or this is the collector, which is basically a home invasion right. Saw. <laughs> 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 exactly. But they didn't do that. It just turns into a home invasion with which, 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 the twists are lazy and really you can kind of see them coming it's it's kind of silly i don't know in the end i'm I'm indifferent to this film i I gave it a five out of ten yeah i'm avoiding it (laughs) i'm telling you i'm if i hear if i if i hear bad things about movies did jeremy gave it a high score unless i'm wrong it, it sounds like a familiar that he said he saw it a few months ago. It, it, it was uh, it was playing for three days at some place by his house, and he went and saw it. He was raving about it. Maybe I'm getting the titles mixed up, but I could have sworn "Keep Watching" was the one. But I don't know. Yeah, I, it was just a tremendous letdown. The synopsis made it sound like it was going to be a completely different film, and then it just was lazy. It felt lazy. Well. Maybe I'll watch it. I don't know. Maybe that's. Uh, I'm definitely not watching Day of the Dead Bloodlines or freaking Open House. So maybe I'll give that one a day in court. I'm curious for some reason. Just because, I don't know, it sounds like it's something that maybe I won't see the twist coming. You know, that happens with me sometimes. It's not even, even if you don't see the twist coming, when the twist is revealed, it's like, who cares? And then when the twist is explained, it's like, that's just so fucking stupid. Like, who, like, why? Uh, like, there's. Too much setup and not enough explanation and, and payoff. Fair enough. Yeah, I'll probably skip it. Okay. <laughs> two minutes ago, he's checking it out. Nah, I hear, hearing more from him. Th- th- I'd be I, interested to hear what other people think of it because I, I mean, it is a film I think people could like, and I've been pretty much hating on everything lately. So I don't want to be this negative, Nancy. Well, maybe the headlights will weigh in. Yep, too late. <laughs> okay. Take away the uh, negative. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, 1982, The Entity. Supposedly based partially on a true story, a woman is tormented and sexually molested by an invisible demon. I've known about this movie for years. I've heard that it's the movie where a ghost rapes a girl. Never got around to watching it. Uh, the long runtime uh, was something that, that kept me from watching it. It's, it's a little over two hours. And like I said, though, I'm watching the movies that I want to watch that I haven't seen that people seem to like. So I thought I'd check this one out. And, well, I'm glad I saw it. Uh, I saw this one. Barbara Hershey, first and foremost. So fucking sexy. Yeah, I'd like to travel what? the Hershey Highway. <laughs> I, <knew. laughs> I was going to cover a joke, too. The Barbara Hershey Highway. <laughs> Listen, she's still hot. 
She is still hot to this day, and she's like almost seventy. I, Barbara Hershey is is something else. But I'll tell you what, she really is. You see her in freaking in, in the, the Damien show last I'm still year. Still laughing at the Hershey Highway joke. Break me okay. off a piece right. of that Hershey bar. <laughs> Take the Hershey Highway. Yeah. Um, was that Zelda? Yeah, but I, <laughs> that wasn't Zelda. Remember? Remember Zelda? <laughs> Feel it. It makes you strong. <laughs> uh, listen, good try that movie. With my wife. <laughs> <laughs> you feel for the character. She's a, a likable girl. Uh, mother of two or three. Maybe either way. Uh, this ghost comes in, starts fucking shit up, starts fucking her up. Uh, she has to go, and people don't believe her. And, and there's a big battle between psychiatrists that she's seeing and one who she kind of doesn't begin a relationship with, but he kind of takes an affinity to, affinity to her. And they do have a, a relationship as people, not romantically per se, because she has a man who's away a lot, but he comes back. She tells him things that are going on. She's shy to tell him, but yes, the ghost is coming in and taking advantage of her among other things. And you know, her children see certain things, not that, but when it first happens, she thinks that someone's really raping her and he ran out the door and they can't find him. And then she travels to a friend's house and she's at the friend's house and uh, her friend's uh, husband, you know, is feels kind of weird about it. He doesn't like that. She's there and she feels like she's intruding. And there's a lot going on here. There's, there's a lot of good character development. It's just a really enjoyable film. Uh, I definitely recommend it. It's definitely worth checking out. It's I'm going to come in at an eight out of 10. Good flick. Have you guys seen it? Yep. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Do you like it, see? Yeah. Do you remember? It's great. Actually, uh, if I'm correct, my wife had told me that, uh, and I thought I told this on the podcast before, but that her ex-boyfriend, like uh, the guy she dated well, well before me, but... She regrets not marrying him? Yeah. yeah we've heard that bigger too. cock, everything. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> boy, boy, did she downsize. <laughs> <laughs> no but uh ultimately uh she <laughs> his mom is supposedly the woman that this is based off of but oh, really? with name change and whatever but who knows i mean because i know that if you read online they i think they they have the name and i don't think the names are the same so i'm not entirely sure but she says that he swore he was the one that told her and it was it's not like he made up shit that it was about him, uh, about her, and that happened to them way long ago. And he was a young young boy at the time when it was happening, and all that shit. He remembers it all. Wow, wow. yeah, that's wild. Brandon's face Damn. looks ridiculous right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's cool because like who can make up this story? Well, like, like why would well, you I say? Know the, like yeah. who would make that up? Yeah, true. I, I forgot to mention it. It was between the you know the friends that, that she met, the people you know, uh, the doctors who are trying to diagnose it, you know, saying that she's imagining this and they all have these different theories. And then she bumps into these other guys that, uh, you know, they, they do paranormal research and then they come in the house and then, you know, her doctor friend, her psychiatrist comes and there's a battle with these people. You know what I mean? It, it's the scientists against these paranormal people. And if you believe or if you don't and the things going on there, it's a really interesting story, man. It, it kept me engaged. Some of the stuff in the final showdown is, is a little bit, I don't want to say weak, but I don't know. It just didn't. The climax wasn't exactly what I was hoping it would be, but whatever. It, it was still a good film. Eight out of ten. His wife said. 
<laughs> That's what the ghost said, you know, when he was freaking trying to get it on with her. Didn't get to complete. But Barbara Hershey, man, man, shoot. Sexy. What else we got? I think we got one more, and it's the joint pick, and it's Victor Crowley. Yeah, Victor this one takes. Victor Crowley takes place 10 years after the events of the original movie where Victor Crowley is mistakenly resurrected and proceeds to kill once more. Were you, I, I was a little nervous from the opening scene of this one. You know, the minute I saw 1964, I'm like, uh-oh, they're going to start doing backstory and stuff like that. We already have the backstory on it. it. It's neat and concise. But, man, how refreshing I thought it was anyway. Just an, an opening, hilarious, just encounter between that engaged couple and then ultimately their death by Victor. I was, was laughing cool. my I was laughing my ass off. I thought it was very funny. I thought the way he was gagging as she's crying and sobbing as he as he's proposing to her and his mucus running down her face. I was that humor just hit with me. It, uh, it was a little over the top, a little gross yes, humor over the top. A little bit. However, I thought this was the closest in tone to the first movie. Agreed. I th- yes. I'll just I'll preface everything by saying this is the best follow up so far. So Agreed. Hatchet and then Victor <laughs> Crawley. Uh, I think right? two and three were all right. I think they're pretty much the exact same movie uh, with maybe a, a tad bit more story given each movie, but ultimately the same movie. I can easily I watch them. They're okay, but one and four seem to be the ones that you have to see. I would agree with that. In fact, I think four might be my Victor Crowley might be my highest rated of the franchise. Wow. Really? But I am a fan of the franchise, and I've said before that I that I rate the first three in that in this within the same point half a point range. So. Well, I think I had the wow. first one higher than both of you guys on the slasher list. I gave it a nine. Uh, so wow. This is yeah, my, I never, this is I, never second, I never came that high. This is my second favorite, uh, and the other the other two. Are good. They're fine. They're fun to watch. They're you know, six and a half sevens that type of thing. Yep, I'm with you. Except I'm at I'm at a nine in the first one. I'm more like a seven and a half. That's exactly still. what I gave the first one a seven and a half. But I give two and three like a six and a half seven tops. Yeah. You know? This one. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll and we'll get to this one too. But obviously, I'm right. blow my load. But it, it's a pretty simple setup. But it, it's all with that fucking guy again, which I. Where I, where I like that as the running goat, pa- Perry yeah. Shen. That's yeah, fine. I don't mind that, that, that you running know what? gag. I no, think no, they no. fucked up that gag in part three. They should have made him a triplet. They should have said this is the third brother instead of yeah. just throwing him in there just for no reason as an ambulance driver. Like a, You know what? Don't you think that would have worked better as yeah. a joke yeah. and, and, and for continuity? Say, oh, well, I'm a triplet. There's three of us, and <laughs> I, I made the most of myself. I'm an ambulance driver or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think that would have worked better, but that's part three. But here it is. This movie is, uh, I'm agreeing, it's, it's my second favorite. Uh, well, uh, whatever. There's part one, and then there's this one right below it. This is, yep. and, and I think I know why. I think that this this is more contained like the first one. Like part two and part three, they were out looking for Victor Crowley. It was like a, a group effort, and they were going out to pursue him almost like action flick type shit, like Predator or something, especially part three when they had machine guns and like a fucking army type thing, where part one and Victor Crowley were people that got stranded in a situation in the boat in the first one and in this one in a plane that that goes down. And they were isolated and it was simpler. It wasn't as bombastic as two and three. 
it was simplified as it should be. And Very that's, simple. That's, right? Much that's more of a lower budget feel to it. But, but it had characters that we care about. The dialogue uh, was funny as hell. And there was Gorgamore. Oh, yeah. yeah, the yes. characters were great. I thought uh, Felissa Rose was hilarious. Oh, she, was, she, was, yeah. she was a standout. I, I yeah. honestly was... I don't want to say so surprised because she seems like she's great, but I haven't really seen her in too much more than the yeah. Super Camp stuff. So I thought she was phenomenal in this, to be honest. Yeah, yeah and we got we got Brian Quinn from uh, Impractical Jokers was in there. He did a good job. Oh, that's C. That's C. That's Q. I mean, yeah, they made, Q. That, that's yeah. C, though. Didn't you know that, that the people called him that? They, they said that you are the guy from uh, – Brandon is the guy from uh, – fucking what's that movie? Clerks. I'm Joe Pesci. And, and 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 Christian is Q. Did you know oh, that? They were, yeah, they were talking the about. Yeah, he. It's basically the the New York version of C. Yeah. Well, no, I was gonna say I thought this kind of felt a little bit like a Friday film and threw in a little bit of Friday Three by just throwing in an extra element of drama by making uh, Tiffany Sheppes' character pregnant. Yeah. Right. I think he did like, that exactly. on purpose because he's a Friday yeah. fanboy, and yeah. I, I think for sure he just said yeah. I'm just gonna have her pregnant. Yeah, dude. Best though. line yeah. in the movie. I'm sorry, I gotta say that. Austin's dead, dude. I'm right here. Austin's alive. <laughs> <laughs> I found this very comical. This whole movie. I was really on board with the comedy in this, and the the kills were fantastic. As usual. That's As usual. The but, they, but oh my god, you that's guys, that's awesome. That's you what guys I want. Didn't think the gore looked. I thought the gore and effects looked a little rushed. Don't get me wrong, I liked it, but it felt a little sloppy compared to some of the ones that we've seen. I know we have aerial spray and, and, and shit going yeah, left and center. Like Something seemed a little off, like a little choppy or not quite as polished. Maybe it was a lower budget, I don't know. When I saw the I first know. one, my mouth dropped uh, on the gore and then people getting their mouths ripped open. The guy written That was half. the best kill. Also, yeah. it was just craziness. And I was like, holy shit. And then two and three, really, I blend them together. They, they both seem like the same movie to me. And there, But there's a lot of great kills throughout those movies as well. As there are in this, this one just felt a little rushed. A little bit more sloppy with the deaths. A little bit repetitive. It's things that we've seen before, but there were some good, like the first kill with the couple. Remember when, see, I didn't like the spraying blood. I don't like when they do that. And there's some things I didn't like them when the fingers came off. But when he hacked the limbs, when it was a torso, that looked great. That looked like some shit from 70s horror. I fucking love it. You know what? Another thing, when that, when the guy's killed at the beginning, it's like the eye pop almost from Friday 3. Is that 3? Is that 3? Yeah, it is. The head squeeze with the eye? Uh-huh. He takes his eye out, and it almost looks like a fake effect. It almost looks fake for a sec, but I liked uh, it. I immediately thought of Friday 3, and then when they threw in the pregnancy later on, I was like, Jesus. I like the hacked-up limbs. It was good. There was yeah. a couple good – here's the thing. This, Melissa this, Rose's this is, kill was great. That, that's true. That, that, the thing is about this whole series, every one of these movies, I don't understand, and that's why they're not – that's why I can't give part one a nine or something. The thing about the kills is there are some excellent – kills right but then you you you'll catch like three kills in the film where they cut away and and then when when they don't cut away you just see the freaking you know the kill bill freaking cut the head off and the blood spring to me why 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 have those cutaways and kills like that why not make every kill like that instead of having that's probably budgetary yeah but i understand why not instead of having two amazing kills and three cutaways why not just have five great kills and not well, me. well, one of the cutaways was um, actually you get a, a cool injury 
where you get to see it up front, where the woman's jaw is, like, broken, like her face is smashed, and then it does the cutaway I'm... before the head is chopped off. But I thought, I thought they, yeah, but Just I thought in general. general they did a good job. Yeah, but they, that's one thing about this whole series, that they had those things, and you just see blood hit a tree, or, or blood hit a window of a cabin, instead of seeing the actual. That's the one complaint I have about the series that, that, that holds it back for me. But again, g- really good movie. That stuff about Tiffany Shepis, that fucked me up, because that shit scares me. When she was in there, oh, the hell water yeah, rising, hell yeah. that hit home with me. I was just like, that. I can't imagine being in a position like that. That just fucking because, and that's something else you don't see in other other hatchet movies. You don't see suspense like that where someone has a, a, a long death, or, 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 or a long threat of death, I should say. You know where there's suspense, and, and it's always quick kills. You know this had it, the this had the best group of characters that I was cheering for. I actually cared about these characters. Yeah, yeah the Daniel Harris knockoff. Next to part one, <laughs> part one still yeah. to me had the triumphant batch of characters. I agree. And I this agree. was the next best one, and that's why I think it is successful. Sloppy gore or not, that's my thing. The kills and the way he did it and, and the isolated uh, plane setting and the fact that you care about these people are, are what make this one a home run. Now, the yeah. ghost factor. So they kind of got the uh, you know the three magic words that you have to say to bring him back. It's, it's fine. I, I would have liked a bit more of a triumphant return. For Victor Crawley, but I guess because they're going with the ghost motif that, you know, they say the you hear the the cries, the roars, and then he manifests himself and pops up and he's back. But yeah, I got confused for a sec because I thought that the curse brought the brought the plane down, what? but it didn't. The plane crashed by accident, and then the curse happens like after that. Because of the uh, the phone with the information. Yeah, the phone it. with the yeah. voodoo curse being played on it. But that actually plays the curse after the plane crashes. Because it's when they run to help. And you they pan back to the phone. And it's, um, what's his name? What, what was Tony Todd's character in it? Oh, that part was cool. That quick little cameo. Yeah, Reverend yeah. Zombie. Yeah, it was him saying the curse correctly and resurrecting uh, Victor. Oh yeah, all those YouTube videos and all that it, shit. But I it was about his. But it was him saying it correctly that resurrected him. I didn't even think that happened. We're I didn't, all over I the place as usual with our reviews, but it's just again, it's a new movie. Yeah. So we won't we want to give too much away. But from a yeah. setup standpoint, it's it's uh, it's following uh, the dude uh, on his ten year anniversary, the survivor, the ambulance driver, survivor, Andrew, uh, doing a book tour, which I thought was great. The guy with the balls and the cock and the balls signed my uh, signed this. Sign this. <laughs> right. I, the here he had a cock that double. Funny. That was a cock double. <laughs> I hope so. That fucking acorn. And then, uh, <laughs> and he, uh, <laughs> then they go, somehow gets convinced to go to do a documentary or, or whatever it may be, uh, a talk show down there, and they're on the plane and it crashes. Meanwhile, people that were at the book signing are also doing a documentary trying to film or film a fake trailer for uh, a, yeah, a, mo- a, mock tra- a mock trailer, a mock trailer. for a hatchet face. <laughs> and yeah. uh, so they're there, and they're trying to get him to join forces, and they're not. They they end up setting them up so that the filmmakers are kind of set up initially, because I'm all over here with my description as well. So you kind of think she's going to be a final girl, right. but that's not the case at all. <laughs> yeah. Instantly. I was shocked. I was like, oh, awesome. Yeah. They really fuck around with the, the setup, and I liked that. Mm-hmm. Me too. I did too. I did too. You get a great jump scare in this one. Yep. The return. The return was a great jump scare. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was good. And he looked better. I think he looked good. He looked more human in this one than he has in the last couple. Victor Crowley himself. I I kind of made some jokes about that, and then you were were making fun of me. Did you look more like Jason 2 in this one? 
<laughs> well, there you go. That's fine. He looks more like Jason too good, as he should. <laughs> and my favorite line was, I don't care that you have a dick. <laughs> that was fucking hysterical. Isn't that hilarious that that wasn't to Felissa Rose's character, yet she's in the movie right. with that joke in it? Maybe that's well, why. the character's name was Rose. And Felissa's last name is Rose. Really? What? Wow, wow. Do you think that girl looked like Daniel Harris on purpose? She was kind of like a Daniel Harris knockoff, the other girl. Not talking about? Yeah, Rose's character. I like yeah. her. She was a surprising character because I was like immediately thinking this is the first girl to go. Right, that's but true. But then, then she gets some substance as the uh, as the movie moves on. It's a fast-moving movie. Yeah, yep. so, and other, like, they're all Perfect. like an hour and 20 Boom. minutes, an hour and 20, 23 yeah. minutes, whatever. Did you see the post-credit sequence? I think it was uh, after. Loved it. Yes, Loved it. Yeah. Got me very excited. It was like a, it was like a Curse of Chucky post-credit. Yeah. True. Like, yes. True. And I said to myself after, I'm like, perfect. Bring it back. Wrap it up with one more film. JP yeah. had said to me that, uh, I guess when he went to the screening, that if Victor Crowley does well, it would be the start of a new trilogy. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. But I'm happy I, with it now, honestly. I would, be, I would certainly be happy with just one more movie to wrap it up. But if they do two, if they do it right, keep making them. Yeah, if they do it right. Yeah. Well, I have a feeling this one, uh, again, He, I like the way he, how he toured it at festivals and one-night screenings and whatnot. I guess not festivals, but one-night screenings, special screenings. Excuse me. And then uh, now now it's released uh, VOD. And I, 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 I'm assuming this is going to pop up and shutter or maybe even Netflix because Netflix maybe. has, I think they have one of them. Prime has one or two of them as well. They bounce around a lot, all of them, actually. They yeah. come and they go. I've seen them on Prime, Netflix, even Hulu, I think, at one time yeah, or another. it comes out on Blu-ray on Tuesday. Oh, does it? Yeah, cool. this Tuesday. Do you guys realize the beginning of the film, when they had that little girl telling that story about Victor Crowley, that's the original trailer for, for the original Hatchet? Did you, did you Have you guys ever seen that original trailer? There was a boy named Victor Crowley. You know, it's a little girl, and she's telling the story. Was it Zelda? Oh. Uh, yeah, that was a bad, I know. <laughs> no, I did sound a little Zelda-ish. But you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the legend of... Well, listen. <laughs> the missing link? No, I'll always remember this, because long before Hatchet came out, well, not long, but a year before it came out, the trailer came up on their website, and it was hatchetmovie.com or whatever. And that trailer was on there, and it was the way they were marketing it, and they said old-school American horns, and they told the story... It, it looked to have no humor at all. It fucking looked genuinely scary. And she told the story about there was, you know, these this little girl telling the story. You know, these boys came and he was a deformed boy, and they showed a picture of him, like of a, a young deformed boy, which was disturbing looking. And then they they showed some things, and, and they, you know, these mean kids came, and this happened, and his father, and that she told the story, right? And that I'll never forget that website because then they played that scary ass fucking trailer, and then at the end. You just hear rain in the background, and you hear like uh, a ghostly noise, like calling off in the distance. And it was just an eerie, fucking scary mm. thing that that spooked me out. Dude, it, it seriously, it spooked me out. I was like, "This is gonna be fucking scary." Mm. Then Hatchet came out, and I was like, "What the fuck? This is an old school horror. It's comical." This, so I was initially let down. But that's neither here nor there. But they use that exact same girl's voice to intro Victor Crowley to talk about the legend, except they added. One little thing about it being a fucking a supernatural ghost or something like that. They threw it in there so you knew that it was a ghostly thing and not because it was mysterious the first time, you know. No, they said it was a curse and they said she said something about a a, a slave woman or something. It was uh, 
which makes no sense because that woman wasn't a slave. Remember when Victor Crowley, uh, not Victor, his father hooked up with that, that girl that was taking care of his mother and they, they cheated. Remember they, they had that and a voodoo curse was placed on him? Yeah. They mentioned a voodoo curse and they mentioned something about a slave. And they didn't mention any of that in the original, but they just kind of twisted the words around. So I thought that part was weird, but they, they mentioned the curse this time around. But it was the same thing you saw in the original Victor Crowley, uh, the original Hatchet trailer from back in the day. But it was cool. So I anyway. remember that long ago. Oh, man, it, I remember that because it scared me. I was like, this is this is going to be a scary, kick-ass fucking movie. And then I still enjoyed it, but it wasn't when I was, you know... See, that's why I don't watch trailers anymore. See, people always complain. I saw the trailer. This wasn't what I was expecting. Back to that. <laughs> Got bamboozled. You know? Yeah, man. But yeah, good flick, right? I mean, another hatchet film. Half Head Explosion for me. It's my uh, favorite new film of 2018 so far. Granted, I've only seen four horror films. I've only seen two, well, and based, I like them both. Yeah, and based on where we said that the criteria for a full head explosion kicks in, I'll have to say it's a half-head explosion as well. Right. No, looks like we're all in the same boat. Three half-heads. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right. So uh, I got a couple drawings to do, and then boom. And then carry. Not boom, but carry. <laughs> boom. While, while Brandon's pulling up the thing, I'll just... Uh, do the math. <laughs> pulling up one thing. I, I have the generator out. I'm ready to go. Okay. Well, we're doing two drawings tonight. Yes, one is... Go ahead. What? No, go ahead. I was saying yes, we are. Oh, okay. One is uh, involving everybody on Patreon and everyone that's left us a, U- uh, a YouTube. Yeah. An iTunes. <laughs> that's what I said earlier, YouTube. Good God. So, guys, please do that. Please go on iTunes and give us a written review because you do. You get it on the drawings. We have 84 or 86 from the U.S. right now. We really want to get into triple digits. Please, get us to 100, man, because then we move up a level on iTunes and we're even more noticeable. So, And you get it on drawings like this. And Patreon, we'll talk more about them in a minute. But this is, uh, we have 67 written in the United States and we have 14 from other countries. And everybody is included in this drawing. And what is this drawing for? This is for a signed Devil's Candy poster. I got signed last year at the convention by Ethan Embry himself. Nice. The man, the myth, the legend. Yes. Very cool. Yeah, I had bigger plans for that. I was suppo- he even told me to contact him to come on the show and talk about the film. I was I, I really dropped the ball on that one. We could have had yep. him on like on the year on show for like one hundred percent. Popped him in for a fifteen minute interview and when we did uh Devil's Candy. Like you uh, fucked that up. Like you fucked up. Yeah, I um, fucked up. Yeah, no, nah, I fucked up. So, that's a total of 81, 81 people that are in I here. have the 81 in here, and I'm going to hit the generate button. Oh, wait a minute. Time out. This includes the Patreon people, correct? Yes. Well, hold on. The oh, 81 is just the iTunes. Oh, yes. Oh, see, we thought we prepared. We fucked up a little bit. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Damn it. So, what's 81 times? 23. 81 plus 23. 94? Or no, no, 104. <laughs> 104. Nice. So 104 people are on here, some more than once because they are Patreon members and they've left us an iTunes review. So here it is, B. Yeah. Random I, generator. I have the random generator. How many times do you want me to generate a number? Three is the magic number. 
three. Okay. One, two, three. Number 39. Number 39. Okay. Just give me one second here. Well, a little more than one <laughs> second. Tell you should have numbered them as well. That's a lot of work to number every yeah, freaking. We, we should hire somebody to do that. <laughs> okay. And the winner is? And the winner is First Class from Glass Needles. What? <laughs> I don't ship to Glass Needles. <laughs> oh, Glass Needles get a hold of us. Um, it says, this is the top-notch horror, po- horror movie podcast. I've checked out quite a few horror podcasts over the years, and the guys at Exploding Heads have it all. They're funny, incredibly likable, and best of all, they're not pretentious, as some podcast hosts can be. They're great at what they do and have introduced me to some hidden gems in the genre. Keep it up, y'all. So there you go. Well, I, Mr. Like Glass- I like this guy. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Thank you. Mr. Yeah. Glass Needles, get a hold of us uh, any way you can. Email us, message us on Facebook, whatever you got to do. Awesome. So there you go. Excellent. And uh, Exploding Heads. Horrorpodcast at gmail.com. I'm glad I got him to sign Dear Glass Needles. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Good old Glass Needles. <laughs> nice. And yes, that includes people from other countries. We will send it to other countries. We will send what we have, and it all comes out of our own pockets. Every prize that we give comes out of our own pockets. Even to you the get... land of the finish. That's right. This is just... Oh, hold on. 23? Just the patrons? Thank God we're right. keeping this to a two and a half hour show. It's all your fault. You didn't record the first half hour, then you had to leave for an hour. Yep. <laughs> this is why this is going on long. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever gets this gets to pick a triple R for us to watch. So um, anyone that is on the dollar gets one... And anyone that has $3 gets three entries. So that's all. It's quite simple. So we have the number between 1 and 37. All right. Generate. Let's do it. 1 and 37, generating three times. 1, 2, 3. And the winner is number 18. Perfect. We got to listen to Dave count to the middle again. <laughs> number eight. No, not at all. It's easy. Number 18. 18. Yeah. Charlene. Hey! Hey! Nice. Shout out to Charlene. Disqualified. Very happy. We didn't say no French. French. No French films. (laughs) French. French. (laughs) That's his favorite salad dressing. Give me some French. (laughs) You know that he that that C wants the French mixed together. (laughs) (laughs) You know C wants the French films. That's for damn sure. Good God. Um, and while we're at it, uh, Patreon, we have a few new people that we want to throw on there. We have uh, Head Eye for Life. We have uh, Biohazard Babies. We have Larry. And we have Ryan Pascal, who actually, the first month, he was, uh, uh, what do you call it, Head Eye for Life, $3. And he just bumped up to, uh, now that's horror, which is $6. So he, nice. I still, we still left him in the $3 drawing because he, you know, he was there for a few weeks Then he bumped up and he wants us to uh, do a triple R and I've already spoken to him and we are going to do a triple R for the haunting on our next show. The original haunting. Nice. So, yeah. So there you have it. Awesome. Thank and, you. Yeah. And awesome, let that huh? be an example to the rest of you Patreons. It might be time to bump up to that next level. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong or, with that. Or a level. <laughs> <laughs> well, Christine, who was on our show, Christine Strau, has also bumped up to, um, Holy I forgot shit. what it's called, to the next level. Yeah. She Thank was you, Christine. At, yeah, yeah, she's great. She was at, because um, she was on the show before, so she was at the Cracking Wise level, and she moved up one level, which is, I forgot. Top of the name. mop. It's top notch, close enough. Not top of the mops. It's it top, is top notch. notch. Okay. So she gets to choose a trilogy, or a uh, a franchise up to uh, up to six films. So there you have it. So she will do that in time. And yes, guys, get on the Patreon. We got a lot going on there. Like we say, all the shows, dollar gives you all access. So bonus material, drawings, and other stuff. And that is Patreon.com/slash/ExplodingHeads. Get on there, man. Lots of good stuff on there. Check us out. That's it. Prizes for everybody. Prizes and movies for us to watch. That's what it's all about. Ilzius. Yeah. Okay. So we got one more review to do. Let's and wrap then... this up by plugging it up. Yeah. <laughs> wrap it up by plugging it up. Yep. We're going to talk about, at last, we are going to talk about Carrie. Carrie, 1976, directed by Brian De Palma. Screenplay written by Lawrence Cohn. Novel written by Stephen King. Carrie White, a shy, friendless teenage girl who is sheltered by her domineering religious mother, unleashes her telekinetic powers after being humiliated by her classmates at her senior prom. While watching this movie, honestly, I felt like Brandon for a week because I just saw penises everywhere. There's a lot of penis motif in this. Penis? I, I was There's seeing plenty of tits. Well, there's yeah, that too. a lot too. of tits. It opens up, and I, I, I thought... I was crazy, so I showed Carrie this. My wife, Carrie. Spelled differently, but <laughs> Carrie. Uh, who said this movie lost her a lot of babysitting jobs because she just hear the name Carrie and then no one wanted to hire her. I said, that's oh a bullshit gosh. story. She's like, no, it's true. Anyway, it's my wife for you. She anyway. should by Cassie. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, what the fuck is up with that? Because yeah. I think they push it a little bit too. Uh, yeah. Listen, I uh, I I adore it's this true. movie, adore it, and you're gonna hear, it, yeah. But this guy was told five times that her name was Carrie. It shouldn't have been said once. Twice he said Cassie, and the girl, the gym teacher, said it's Carrie. Five fucking it's worse, times. It's worse than there. the 2002 version. There are people like this. I had this in school a lot. What they call, call you, Brendan? No, they would call me my brother's name. And it got oh. to the point where I would actually just start to answer as him. I do that now a lot when people bring up my name and say it wrong. People will call me Brendan. I've had someone call me Dave. And I've <laughs> spoken to this person as Dave. Nice. Just Dad. because you get to a point where it's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm Dave. I'd rather Hello, Dave, Dave is the son. Uh, <laughs> no, all joking aside, I was like, am I sick here? Am I just now visualizing penises left, right, and center? Like I said, a week in your life. Open up. We open up. Well, then we open up on that fucking volleyball court, and it looks like a big fucking dick. Well, it's the basketball. It's the basketball court that they're on playing volleyball. So it's the. It doesn't matter. The framing of it makes it look like it's a big, big penis. Then you're cutting to the, the shower scene and the, fo- the, uh, the shower nozzle. Is a, looks like a, like a little steel dick. And then, <laughs> I think, no, these are subtle. Okay, I call me crazy. No, I don't but think you're a, crazy, but I think it's funny that you're spotting all these dicks. I'm spotting a lot of dicks. I'm, like, I'm, I'm, pull, I'm pulling dicks out left, right, and center. Like, <laughs> but, Spotted dick. 
Yeah. Isn't that, a, isn't that something you eat? Spotted dick? Isn't it like a sandwich or a, no, th- a bread? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's true. Spotted no. dick. It's like a thing in the UK. I never know. I don't care about the spotted fucking dick. I noticed, <laughs> I noticed the faucet before. I've noticed that for years. And I've always said that looks weird. And I know the Palma is, 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 has put it in there for a reason. But the tennis court or the volleyball court, the basketball court, the way it's framed, the way it's outlined and whatever. Yes, I understand it, but it does look like a big yellow dick. And there, there's the imagery throughout, lots of sexual uh, imagery that uh, De Palma's playing around with. A lot of people think he overdoes it, but I love how he plays with drama and melodrama and drag scenes out. This has one of my all-time favorite sequences in it, and I'm not just saying the showpiece of the prom, but I'm talking about how he actually builds suspense and tension to the lead-up, the way the shots are orchestrated, the way that everything is is really filmed in slow-mo. And he plays with the close-ups, the licking of the lips, the anticipation of the uh, almost too drawn-out, but it works, and it, it it's actually the showpiece for this movie. That that is that's absolutely the best part of this film, and a lot of people say they do that intentionally to lengthen the film because nothing really happens. But I think that's the best part of the film. That in conjunction with the soundtrack and the score, oh my god, it's just it's beautiful and haunting at the same time. Which we said it's, last week, Dave. You, I yeah. gave it to you, or last episode, Dave. I give it to you. I didn't have this one on my list, and because I thought I always just thought of the main theme. But once you get in there. And in the movie, it's fantastic. It is really fantastic. The Bernard Herrmann psycho riffs are a little... I know it was a nod, but it was an outright ripoff. It was literally... Well, yeah, but only that one part did it it many times in a row. But the other times, they were just a quick one. You know, a creepy carry, creepy carry. It was a quick one. The only time it did it, you know... Where it sounded exactly like shower scene type, it was when all the the windows closed in her house. But De Palman, De Palman, De Palma was 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 doing Hitchcock, so naturally, ha Hitchcock, uh, another penis motif. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> so Pino, penis, <laughs> another one. <laughs> Penile Donaggio. <laughs> Penile. The first there was intercourse. The first there was intercourse. <laughs> and all I was thinking the whole time was that's a, another first Brandon hasn't experienced. <laughs> <laughs> but and he was doing Bernard Herman, so it's it's psycho shit. It, it, well, it, it's well, Bernard Herman. He wanted to score the film, right? And yeah, did unfortunately, he? he died. He died before the film. That was news to me. I didn't know Bernard Herman was involved. Yeah, he, he originally wanted Bernard Herman. Oh, makes sense. Yeah, and Bernard Herrmann died in 75, and this was right when he was about to start making the film. Wow. That's, well, why, I... he, that's why he uses the psycho. They even, I mean, the name of the school is what, Bates? You hear the yes. cheerleaders cheering uh, Bates. Bates. Right, yeah, Bates so is it, obvious. Yeah. Bates School, Bates fucking, um, what was that place called? Master Bates, no, another penis thing? <laughs> <laughs> Bates uh, Packing, that's what it was. Bates Fudge Not... Packing? Yeah, fudge. Right, right. <laughs> okay, so because a, a lot of people think the movie starts in the shower, but of course you no. have that that the volleyball scene. You eat shit. Which is great. <laughs> yeah, eat shit. Yeah, you eat shit. Yeah, I was I was surprised to learn that the uh, PJ Souls scene where she hits him she hits over the head with her hat was actually what got her a bigger part in the film. It was the hat that got her a part. 
at all. Did you? Yes, know but her hitting Carrie over the head with it got her a bigger part in the film because she was only supposed to really shoot for like I think two weeks, but they wound up keeping her around even longer because they liked that improv that she did. Oh, I didn't know that she improv the head. Yeah. Because I know that they told her to come back because when she interviewed, she yeah, brought she came, the, hat yeah, the hat and he said, we're going to hire you. Make sure you bring the hat back. And then she's like, you want the hat? They're like, yeah. So so maybe that's why. So she said, well, since they want me back with the hat, maybe I'll be creative with it. And there, there you go. Maybe I get the feeling that maybe the other girl with the dark hair who they said her name before they before they said Norma, which is PG Soul's character. You know the dark-haired girl, pretty with the straight hair? They said her name first, and it seems like she was hanging out with Chris Harrigansen a little bit in the beginning. Maybe that she was going to be featured more, but ultimately pulled back. You know what I'm talking yeah. about or no? Yeah. No, the girl? Okay, yeah. I forget her name, but they said it early in the film. Yeah. But I don't remember. Maybe that hat did it all, did the trick. But I'll tell you what, all about the end... I think there's much better, not much better, pardon me, but I think there's, to say nothing happens, there's, the shower scene is pretty intense, the lead up, everything about the way, it, even the, the opening shot with the volleyball, with the, when they're playing, how good it looks, and how, and how apparently, the penis cord, how apparently it took a day to film that, because they couldn't find the girls to freaking, the right people to, to knock the balls over the net and shit, you know? Hey, balls. Yeah, balls. But the opening scene, which, by the way, haunted me when I was a kid. Because when I saw it when I was a kid, and I think I may have mentioned it here before, and I'm sorry if I did, but when I saw that scene the very first time, being a child, I could not understand why she was bleeding. I thought that this girl had something terrible happen to her. And when I was a kid, I was a hypochondriac. I was always afraid of bad shit happening to me in public, especially. And... When I saw this girl bleeding and all these people and all these girls in her class teasing her while she's fucking maybe bleeding to death, that hit me hard and it disturbed me in a way that no other movie has disturbed me. Like I, I remember being a kid seeing that. Go, why was this? What you saw, like, uh, yeah, just like ten years ago. Oh yeah, dude, it spooked me. It fucking what a that scene's incredible, man. That it's a fantastic scene. Well, like you're turning a fantasy into a nightmare in a sense. Because of the way it's done, it's with that dreamlike filter, and then you've yeah. got it's slow pan. You've got seventies bush. Let's like let's just call it what go. it is. Like that's when a bush was a bush. Yeah, and yeah, it was. We got Amen. it. That's There's when a nudity, meal was a meal. Nudity and and you know kind of exploitative, and then all of a sudden we focus on her and his real long, lingering close-ups of uh, uh, of her washing herself and and bought various body parts, and then. All of a sudden, that blood just drips down. Oh, beautiful. And, yeah, so beautifully done so done. well. Done so well. All that stuff is, and in, 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 in the stuff with her mother, and, I mean, everything well, about mom, this film. The mom is absolutely crucial, and one of the other creepiest aspects of this film. Uh, the Her delivery of, those, of the line that I, I jokingly said earlier, and then, uh, pretty much all of her dialogue. She said she didn't realize it was a satire. So she, yeah, she played it. Was a, she, yeah, she thought it was a black comedy. She yeah. was she was laughing in between takes. She thought it was so ridiculous her delivery. But it but and it saved but it, it worked. It saved the film. It oh, it's 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 crucial. Right. And I love the fact that I read that the every Bible passage that she's shouting out during the film is nothing from the Bible. That makes it even more creepy. I mean, wow. it, <laughs> it's just none of it's act. None of it's accurate. It's her own twisted interpretation, which yeah. basically is her whole entire story. The way she interprets everything 
is completely wrong. These are godless times. (laughs) Drink to that. That's great. Yeah, how about this? Here's what I don't understand about this film. How come she got mad when the woman offered her donations? Because she was not interested in hearing the preaching or anything else. She knew she was getting, here's your money. Exactly. Get out of my house. And she, 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 and so she was being friendly, but then she took, she just said, okay, well, I'll take your money. But I'm, I, and, and she, that offended her. But she, isn't, she, she isn't she, she be, yeah, but wasn't she doing, isn't, doesn't she do that for a living? Isn't that how she makes her money? Those door to door sales? Yeah, but she wants people to actually, she's more concerned word. Yeah, yeah, getting people into her cult. <laughs> cult yeah, I suppose carry. so. Cult to carry. <laughs> Creepy cult to carry. She also studies at the same school of acting as Betsy Palmer. And uh, oh, really? actually, slit. Oh, well, no, I, I make it up, but does real slaps. <gasps> yes. <laughs> yeah. Not just her, the, the gym teacher, too. Yeah. Miss, uh, what's her name? That's the only name I'm not going to remember. Miss Collins. Miss Collins. She slapped fucking Nancy Allen, <laughs> who's so hot. Actually, all the girls in this movie are so fucking yeah. hot. Yeah. Uh, that but, was Betty Buckley who played. Uh, Betty Collins. Buckley. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they, I mean, they didn't want to, but th- no. the, uh, the Palma asked for it. 29 Nancy, times. 29, yeah. Nine fucking times. We, we all watch these special features, apparently. Right. Yeah. <laughs> she slapped the shit out of this poor girl. Could you imagine? <laughs> fucking 29 slaps in the face. <laughs> Man. I love the fact that, you know, Miss Collins from the very get-go is, like, portrayed as the really nice character. But you kind of get a, you kind of get a picture that she's really not, especially in the principal's office. When she's like, I didn't understand either. I just wanted to grab her and shake her. I mean, it's just a period. Like she was, she was almost as fed up as the, as the kids were at Carrie from well, the that very makes start. Sense. That makes sense though, because a woman by a girl by that age should know what a period is. And the fact that she was so and it, the way she reacted, she was so dramatic, Carrie. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and I guess in in retrospect, you understand because if she she was like me. She thought maybe she's dying. Yeah, she you know what know. I mean. She even says, "Why didn't you tell me, Mama?" I think yes. she was mad at herself that she got mad, and and she, you know when you right. are mad and you're reliving that experience, but you're mad at yourself, so you're you're talking out like, "I really wanted to shake her," but like, like I think that was her just reliving the moment, and I don't know, like if she's a really bad person. I love the 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 shot with the blood on the on her high right. uh, high shorts, her white shorts, and and you can see the principal notices that there's blood on it, and he, he's a little disturbed by that as well. Little nuances like that. I never noticed well, that till this time. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. I, I, but the Miss awesome. Collins thing, getting back to it, another pivotal scene that made me question her integrity was when she's questioning uh, Sue and, and uh, Tommy. Well, that makes sense, because you would think it was a joke. Carrie's, and she says it, Carrie's not stupid and neither am I. Why would you all of a sudden, these two popular kids, you're going to ask her to the fucking prom, Mr. Freaking Good-Looking Star, fucking, you're going to take, I know what you guys are doing. Carrie just got her and her friends in trouble. This is revenge. She's no dummy. I thought she was great for doing that. Yeah, even after they say, though, that that they're not doing anything bad, they want to genuinely do this and be nice, she's still defensive in the sense that, there's no way people will believe this. Well, I uh, can you blame her? I would think I I didn't like that. How do you not like it? She's trying to defend her. Yeah. Haven't you been at school and gone to school and see how it works? I've never been to school. A girl like this Evidently. is, and she even fucking says it. She goes, "Don't you think you're, you're going to look a little ridiculous walking in the prom with Carrie White on your arm?" She's no fucking dummy. This girl is freaking a big loser. 
and this guy is a freaking a big man on campus. That doesn't happen. Come on, man. When know. does that happen? That would, that would just, never, ever, ever happen in school. Actually, it happens all the time now, believe it or not. <laughs> I feel like this thing now is like what set off a trend that's been happening over the last like decade or so. Just especially you. with especially with <laughs> social media. You see these videos all the time. Oh, because they're doing it for fucking attention. Oh, yeah, the popular student who asks out, like, you know, the ugly girl or... You know, the less fortunate. Right, so they could they could be fucking you know worshipped even more for yeah. being a, a saint. It's it's bullshit. Yeah. That's different though. Social media. That's that's back to tragedy girls. You know, what I mean? it's, it's the same type of shit. No, I, I I completely loved her character. I love that she stood up to those fucking girls. I I really do, and that she gave them tough ass detention, and she didn't fucking back down. I loved it, man. Well, it's a whole everything. Is it the catalyst for the for the next scene, which is a, a good script? Like, the detention creates the animosity and the further sort of uh, bitching from um, Nancy Allen's... Uh, why am I forgetting all the names? Also? Chris. Chris's Chris character. And then, so yeah. she, she gets off uh, pissy, and then that's what leads to her going out to get the pig's blood and uh, talking with uh, John Travolta's cock in her mouth uh, without saying <laughs> that word. And, Totally... Get her done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did say. I didn't think there was a front expression back in '76, but apparently it was. Yeah, they were great together. They yeah. were they were like almost like comic relief. He was fucking great, Travolta in this movie. He he was funny, like yeah. you know, unintentionally, and I, I think, but it, it worked out. Presence, though, that and you could tell yeah. that that was because it was his first movie, as well. It worked for, uh, worked for him and for the film. One like one comic part that always feels like a fish out of water for me in the movie uh, is the when the, the shopping for tuxedos it's there i know why it's there uh and there's some good banter going on back, back and forth and, and it kind of works but then all of a sudden i guess brian de palma wanted to say okay like this is just mindless shit chat going on so he speeds it up for like that yeah 10 seconds yeah. It almost it seems like it was a glitch, but it was almost like, why didn't they just cut it instead? No, I, li- I like it. That's when the music changes, too. When the music changes, yep. it becomes more upbeat. And then you get that montage of them going for tuxes, Carrie's going for makeup and stuff. It's right after she puts her foot down with her mother. I understand the montage part, but that whole cycle, that, that, that happens within the montage, does it not? No, she puts the foot down, then they go to the montage next. Things are going to change around here. Yeah. And then, like, the next scene or the scene after the next scene is... I'm just saying that particular segment of the guys talking about the tuxes is is bizarre. And and to cap it, it's like Travolta... uh, Travolta. De Palma's like, oh, they're going on too long, and this will be funnier if we speed it up. So he speeds it up, and I, I just feel... It just seems weird. I, yes, because it's only one sentence that he yeah. speeds up. If, if he would have sped up a, a little bit of dialogue from each of the three characters, it might have made a little more sense. But he just sped up one line because he thought that it, it slowed down such the Such a weird, which, a weird moment. But yes, I, it, does it knock down the movie for me? Nope. But it's a no, weird moment. It's, it's I weird feel moment. like that it moment is. right there just completely sheds the light on Tommy as this really good guy who's genuinely doing this out of the I, kindness of his heart. Because I agree. Because even he isn't really sure why he's doing it. And look, I love the fact that this is what they came up with because this is such a, a high school thing. It, it doesn't quite make sense. It could backfire. In that sense, I get why the teacher is protective, why Miss Collins is protective of Carrie. Still don't like the way she handled it. Like, oh, 
nobody will believe it, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I still felt that was too much, but, but I get it in that sense. But even Tommy was kind of like not saying anything because he was – he was picturing that it would be ridiculous in his head, yeah. but at that point, shopping for the tux, he's committed to this. He's genuinely, genuinely going to do this because he cares for Sue, and he cares for uh, for Carrie because she yes, she liked I, his poem. She complimented his poem. Something I, that simple. I even agree. Though, even though it wasn't his poem. Yeah. Even though, but still, but yeah, I agree. And I'll tell you one thing. Speaking of strange scenes, I noticed something the first time here, and I don't know if it's this? maybe you guys can help me out, but. Remember the first time she comes home and she gets thrown into the closet, that whole thing, after she has her period. And then she comes out of the closet and she goes upstairs and she's mad. And she looks in her mirror in her bedroom and the fucking glass shatters. And then it gets mirror. put back together in it, like four pieces. Yes, it explodes. It <laughs> yeah. expl- I rewound it to make sure. I thought yeah. maybe it's, it's me. It explodes. No, I rewound then, it. Then a minute later, her mother comes upstairs and it's back together and it's just cracked. That's weird, and I'd never noticed that. Yeah, was that it, a mistake? It's back. It's probably a slight mistake because it's back together in like four pieces. But I love the way. I, I just. I, I think it is a little bit of a mistake, but I love the fact that you see the reflection of uh, Jesus in the mirror. I didn't notice. But before <laughs> and after, so you see a whole picture of Jesus. Everything is good, and then when you come up, you see the fractured picture. Wow. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think it's a mistake. I just think it was, okay, well, we that mirror really exploded, and now she tele- telekinetically put it back together. <laughs> Holy. And then that's how they explained it. it. But it was only. Okay. So it wasn't just cracked. Like it, it was like she put it back, but yeah. yes, in four pieces. Or but five but pieces I, or I knew what Dave was talking about. It, yeah. it shattered like into like a million pieces, and then yeah. it was, like put back like a giant jigsaw puzzle. Okay, and that was—I was gonna say that as my next question. I was gonna say was maybe the implication that she's that powerful that she just and put them all back together in one shot. But she, okay, uh, she broke it all in one. Maybe her her emotion was able to because it was all supposed to be about her emotion, her emotional right, sure. state that was uh, that was triggering these coming of age. Uh huh. A coming of age I like, telekinesis. I, yeah, I like start, the change. I like with the, the ashtray. I like the changes that the movie did from the book, that they don't have flashback scenes of, of Carrie doing what she did in, in uh, I believe she did it in the other version well, as a child. Meteors, in the, the meteor storms yeah. and everything? Yeah. yeah. I like the fact that this is the first time her mother, Margaret, finds out. Oh, yeah, I guess so. I guess, You know what? That does actually work. You're right. Because, yeah. yeah, it's the first time she finds out. So it does work. I never thought about it from that perspective. But But you're right. Yeah. They did that. That's one, but they, and that was an accident because they wanted to make the, the little meteors come in in the beginning, and they said that uh, when they when they filmed it, it didn't look right, so they ended up taking that scene out completely with the dirty pillows, with the girl next door, and that whole conversation, and the meteors coming in the house, and they said that the meteors ended up looking like rain, so they cut it because they used a miniature house. So yeah, it ended up being for the best because I think it is better that that she sees it that way. And yeah. by the way, that that thing, that fucking scary ass creepy Jesus. Statue, Yes. Is that Jesus? No. That's Saint okay. Seba- yeah. St. Sebastian. Thank you. I did. Cause that isn't how Jesus was crucified. He only had one arm up and one down and Jesus didn't have spears in him. He yeah, got those are, those are arrows. It's St. Sebastian. Yeah. I did. I read about it, but I, I can't remember. But if, if anyone's interested, you just look up St. Sebastian. He was right. a martyr in, you know, the early years of 
man. <laughs> did, it, did it have glowing eyes? <laughs> that was fucking creepy, though. Dude, that, that that should always fucking creep me out. And and and, and uh, Margaret at the end, that had to be intentional with her looking just like that thing. It's fucking scary. Not only that, I love that that her her look and her actions as she's dying is is orgasmic. Is like yes. so sexual and stuff. She's getting what she wanted. Exactly, and it's just oh my god, it's it's the ultimate. And that was her call. Yeah. She told De Palma she's going to play it that way, and he said, go ahead. And it, Fantastic. Brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah. Dude, the performances. Oh. This is one of these films where everybody's part is important, and everybody plays it well. <laughs> yes. Lightning in a bottle. Cut yeah, it. again. Cut everything. Yeah. The filming, the score, the, the performances. Everything just comes together in that Mwah! Yeah, dude, Recipe. nearly perfect. How about those split focus diopter shots? I I, I, I always like that. No, uh, De Palma always did that. See, I'm a huge De Palma yeah. fan. Huge De Palma no, fan. No, I I, oh. I I figured you'd appreciate that because I didn't know. Charlene and I were talking earlier, and she actually brought it up, and I was like, oh yeah, you know, and I was like, oh yeah, and I had no idea what she was talking about in terms of what they're called, and she looked them up and told me, and then I looked it up and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I I never appreciated stuff like that. And now you look at it and like, wow, that's brilliant. Especially, I love the 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 one with Tommy and Carrie in the background, in the classroom. Oh yeah, yeah, the close up in her and the, yeah. yeah, dude, great stuff. This movie's shot so well. I mean, just there's just so much. There's some epic shots towards the end with fucking with her walking in the fire behind her when shit hits the fan. That's fucking brilliant. Man. It's so dreamlike when she comes out of the gymnasium. Yes, it's so it. <laughs> Did they slow that down? I love the way the fire kind of looks fake and dreamlike, and the way she walks out and like the doors open up. Oh, it's, th- it's there's a lot creepy. of dreamlike imagery. He loves playing with yeah. time and, and and everything. And I love it. I love the, it. The uh, that anticipation. I know. I, I we talked about it. And I already blew my load on it. That scene alone is so masterfully done. I, I know I'm sounding like a, a repetitive ass right now, but it's just it needs to be said at how well done that scene is from an editing standpoint. From uh, it's it's so brilliant because it was it's so close to Carrie finally having it all, and it's just so tragic because uh, you know boy. after she breaks, obviously she's seeing everything bad. She's I mean these people aren't really laughing. <laughs> This no, isn't really no. happening. She's just, I mean, she's broke. You, which is fucking haunting. When, I'll tell you what, when I was younger, the first time I saw it, I, I was like, why is the teacher laughing at her? You know, it, it took me until I was older and I understood what was really going on. That You know, they're not really laughing at her. No, just Norma. PJ her Soul, reaction there. Yeah, Norma. Yeah. Her reaction there <laughs> is horror icon, picturesque perfection. That's the, that's the cover art that freaked me out as a kid I, said, I love it that side-by-side picture of her specifically with the blood without the blood yeah sissy spacex in a fucking zone dude she's yeah. amazing yeah you know they i mean she they said that she was auditioning for another part they basically like played musical chairs with these roles well, like they're... originally sue was supposed to maybe be carrie um sissy spacex wanted to be uh chris like they they basically just shuffled everyone around because Sissy Space had killed it when she auditioned for the role of Carrie. Well, she fought for it. Yeah. Now, a lot yeah. of these people are going for Star Wars. They're actually yeah. auditioning Star Wars. And, William Cat. 
So Star Wars auditionings were happening. William Pett was going for Luke Skywalker. Yeah, the amazing. Was in the back and and they were doing things like that. Like these are things I didn't even know until I watched those special features. But I was trying not to let the special features overwhelm my uh, dissection of the movie, if you will. But yeah, though there's some oh, absolutely horrific shots of her covered in that blood, and yeah, she walks out like in that mesmerized state and get gets home. And then, and then the movie caps off that big show-stopping sequence with probably one of my scariest parts, when the mom holding the fucking knife, coming at her with that with, yeah. the, with that grin, the smile of like, "I'm gonna end this now." It, that is haunting. That is like stuff. I think I caught that one of those images, like young, like Friday the Thirteenth. I've talked about and the innocence and whatever. But I think I caught that image at a young age, and it's stuck with me my yeah. whole life and it's just one of those things that i i can't get out of my head so when i yeah. see it i get that chill up the back of my spine it, it's wow. genuinely scary they and it's all the way he shoots it and stuff and the way they acted it it's just it's brilliant how about her standing behind the door the whole time oh god waiting for her to fucking take yeah. a bath and come out it's like crazy well crazy ralph waiting in the fucking closet how long <laughs> was she gonna stand there and wait as long all as it the... took yeah i mean <laughs> fucking, that's fucking scary shit right there man well, my, my, older, favorite. my older daughter is with me, and uh, she came home as the, the prom sequence was going, and I know she was going to want to talk to me, so I had to pause the movie, <laughs> talk to her for a bit, and I said, now, now you're staying and you're watching this with me. <laughs> watch it with me. And she didn't even see... Sorry, I have the hiccups here. She didn't even see the mom behind the door. I'm like, how can you not see her? Like, it's framed. Wow. Like, but she said, <laughs> no, it's that. It's one of those uh, tailoring things. I'm like, no, beside it. It's her. <laughs> and then the door closed. She's like, oh, my gosh, I didn't see it. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Because I think wow. it's so obvious. But, yeah, she couldn't see it till the door finally closed and the mom was standing right there. <laughs> That's fucking wild, man. Wow. Did, that, did they, they show on the, the book? Years ago. Yeah. Not, not, not too many years ago, like 15. Because I know they changed the order in the way the kills happened. Yeah, yeah as a matter of fact, um, oh. what's his name? Chris and Billy fucking died after she yeah. went to it and, and, and killed it. But she killed her mother with a heart attack in the original. It was not, I don't want to say anticlimactic. It would be anticlimactic on film. But she went in there and she stopped her heart with the power. And then she went out and then she continued to do more damage and fucking... Because she destroyed the whole town in the book. You know yeah. what I mean? Gas stations and this and that. And, and then she came out and then she killed um, Chris and Billy. This, is, yeah. this, this to me is the better ending. Yeah, dude, this is the one instance... Where the movie is better than the book. Yeah, I, I genuinely believe that. And they it did is. the other ending in the other two movies. Yeah. And, and it's overdone. It's yeah. overdone. They, they wanted to be different, but it's overdone. Uh, there, there's another laughable moment, uh, if you will, and possibly not necessary, but it gives me a chuckle. When, um, I want to say Carrie crucifies her, her, her mom, but she really doesn't. Because again, it, it gets, although... You can't help but think of Jesus, yeah, because she's like this, and I'm, I'm kind of like doing the Jesus move. It's Saint Sebastian. It's a yeah. callback to Saint Sebastian because of the stabbing. It's scary, but yeah. the last thing that gets whipped at her does the and it, like the yeah. flips through the air and then stabs <laughs> it. I'm like, well, that was right out of a kung fu movie, sound effect wise, and also it does like the flip, flip, flip. Like it couldn't just fly directly in. It's like almost like a, I see it on the cake stab. <laughs> Always gives me a little chuckle. At that point, funny. you're just cheering for it, though, so it's awesome. It's like, yeah, flip it. 
It's so emotional, though, with the music and, and oh, the organs yeah. and the way my, it plays. My favorite scene, yeah. the scene that gets me every time, is is when they're dancing at the prom. With, oh, the, with the rotating, with the spinning. They're that on a whole platform scene. that's spinning one way, and then the camera's spinning the other way. I looked into this. I, this is all Christian stuff, all these camera shots. Yeah, they got sick. The people, everybody fell down after it. Admittedly, yeah. admittedly, I love all his stuff in the movie, and that was one, one, one other quibble is the... It's all us. I know exactly what he's trying to achieve there. Like, it's shot upwards, so you don't see anybody else. It's just them dancing. But then he goes a little too crazy with the circular camera. I find it goes on a little too long. And I'm just like, if you just trimmed, you know, four seconds out of that, five seconds out of that, whatever. We we got it at that point. See, I like it that it it goes on, like, a little bit uncomfortably long to the point where it's, like, it's almost unnerving. Yeah, and and, and that's probably what he wanted. To yeah. Be honest. So that and that's fine. I'm just saying, no, that's me. Who am I? But that that was the one thing I always thought was uh, just a little a little trimming would have been nice. Uh, I love it. But but uh, maybe, okay maybe a little trimming it. on the bush. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. I'm okay with it going. Uh, well, I I'm not, I, I think it, it could be trimmed. But the thing ordinarily, if it was like another movie and another scene with too much spinning, it would bother me. But I got to tell you, I'm I'm very emotionally invested in that scene to the point where I don't even know how many other movies make me feel that way. That whole scene, when you start to see Carrie get there and slowly come out of her shell and then have the conversation with, uh, Miss Collins and then, and then back with, you know, when she's talking again with, um, Tommy. And by the time they got there and that song they play about, um, uh, someone like me, I, uh, being with I someone never like thought you someone like you and would... all that. Oh my God. That it's very emotional for me. It Even is. though I'm a guy, when I watch the scene, I'm so invested in her character that it does not, but it almost brings a tear to my eye. I think it's one of the most emotional, beautiful fucking scenes in a horror film. I agree 100% with you. It's so <laughs> emotional that you actually are hoping that the movie's going to end differently this time. I, yeah, holy I, fuck. You took the words out of my mouth. No, that's exactly that's what makes I, every it a great movie. Every time I'm like, uh, I really true. hope Carrie makes it this yeah. time. I know, isn't you it? Something? Say, you can't say that about a lot of movies. No. No. No, and that, that, that's something that is something. That does that's a testament to the film. It is. And it wouldn't be a horror movie in any other way. No. But And I'll tell man. you what, this if, if this movie came out nowadays, back to is it horror? Again, I hate to get on it, but people would be saying that now. This isn't a horror movie till the last fucking twenty minutes. That's what people would be saying if this came out nowadays. It's the same fucking it's yeah, as many movies would like be it. A heavily argued film. Oh sure. That. It, well, if, you knew, if it was this particular film, because they did do the remake, which came out, and they, I don't think anybody argued it, but again, you're... you're Nobody playing, cared about it to argue. You've, you've got a his, historical standpoint and right. everything, but I, you, you could be right, though. Well, nowadays, so, everybody fucking wants to argue anyway, so... True. <laughs> but De Palma himself said it's not horror, So, but directors do that all the time. They, always they love playing with it. Hitchcock, Hitchcock would love to call Psycho a, a comedy. Or black comedy. I don't even think he used black comedy. I think he said it was a dark comedy. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But I mean, this fucking movie. There's. It, it's nearly perfect. It has everything going for it. You know. And there's one quick thing about the soundtrack, which just because we talked about it last week, I wonder if they're in there. And I noticed when I watched the special features this time that Pino, freaking intentionally, left that part of the soundtrack out when they put it to uh to record. 
um, when when the when the girls are working out and they play that other song, meow 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 meow, because he said <laughs> it, it fits the film. He goes, but it's too goofy. He says when you listen to a horror soundtrack or, or a soundtrack for a movie like this, he said. Uh, to have that piece in there is too jarring. He goes, I left the other one in there later when the boys are searching for the toxes, but I took that one out because he goes, when you sit down and listen to it, it's just too jarring to have it there. And I thought that it was so weird that I just we just had that discussion last show about yeah. listening to a soundtrack. And this guy had the foresight to say, you know what? I don't want to put that in my soundtrack. And so, But did he have the foreskin? <laughs> I don't know. I asked Christian. He's seeing dicks all over the place in this film. I don't know. Yeah, but the dicks disappear. I mean, uh, as the movie progresses, to be replaced by little, little subtle nuances of red, a red yeah. candle, nothing like what they do nowadays, where a red balloon would. I mean, I'm not talking it, but I think the Omen had it too. And there's a lot of movies that do it where, but like there's a red candle and there there was um, oh shit, there was something else red. I I my my, my it's late, my mind escapes me, but uh, you'll you'll see subtle nuances of the red motif throughout the film as well. Leading up to, of course, Carrie getting red. Yeah. And how about her mother saying that the dress is red when it was pink? And yeah. it was a fuck-up. Did you see that in yeah. the special features? That it was a fuck-up in the script or, or it was a fuck-up in, in, the, in the wardrobe department that yeah. they ended up giving her the dress that was actually pink. And then she says, red, I should have known it was it was going to be red. And yeah. Brian DePaul says, well, wait, there's a problem here or something like that. But, yeah. but then... Piper Laurie, fucking smart as she was, says, yes, but think of it from this perspective. This is what Margaret is seeing. It yeah. doesn't matter what color. It could have been green. She was going to look and see red because she's fucked up and say, I should have known it was going to be red. That's what a fucking well, a, a they, little well, thing like that. Well, they also have her say it's pink, Mama. Like they do have right. her respond to kind of rebuttal it. So they kept it in the script, but had the right. rebuttal. It works. Yeah, I never dude. even thought twice about it because, yeah, you think it's just that thought process like the mum scene like it, it's just so everything's skewed yes precisely Based, yeah. like from her uh, hyper religion and what about that jump scare the final jump scare <laughs> got my daughter that i got her <laughs> it got her it's awesome and it's that's awesome. why we have it, Jason still, popping out of the it's lake. It's still scary. Yeah, it's still it's still scary. I mean, I I don't jump anymore, but it's it's definitely frightening. Still, I lower awesome. the music. I lower the music a little. Well, from a directing <laughs> standpoint, I love how he slam cuts from the carry hand to the mom, like grabbing her out of like a, a really? yeah. her waking from a nightmare, and then the camera, like just the way the camera comes in, it's like you could see that he's drawing the comparisons to. The, oh, it's just so well done with the editing and the, the camera work there. That was her Beautiful. real mother. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, that was her I real mother. And yeah, she even at one point Dream Warriors. said, I thought that was her. She looked just like her and sounded yes. like her, but I didn't know that, that was her. That was from Dream Warriors, yeah. That's her? Okay, well, that makes sense. Well, she says it. She uh, They were playing the music at the time, so you can't hear the dialogue completely. But because it's her real mother and because she was bugging out so bad, she said, calm down, Amy. When her character's name is, you know, is Sue, and her real name is Amy Irving. So, but yeah. she said, if she says, if you look at my lips, I say, calm down, Amy, because I, as a mother, yeah. was so panicked by seeing yeah. her fucking reaction. Yeah. That that's amazing, man. That's brilliant. Wow. And how about Sissy Spacek insisted on being the fucking arm and the hand that comes out at the end? They could have put a stunt person there or whatever. She said, no, I want it to be me. I'm gonna fucking come out, and that, it had that, to that's be. her. It had yeah. to be. Yeah. And one more thing. They got that idea from fucking Deliverance, which I still haven't seen, which now I'm definitely going to watch because I'm catching up. And because of what they said, I guess at the end of Deliverance, a hand comes out with a knife in it from the water. Then De Palma saw, De Palma saw that and said, I can do that better. 
So it started with Deliverance, then on to Carry, then on to Friday the 13th, yeah. and so on and so forth. And I never thought, I never knew anything about Deliverance, so. I don't know I the, Deliverance, but again. I guess something happens at the end of Deliverance where the hand yeah, comes out of the water I, with a knife in it. That's like a yeah. jump scare type thing. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it was a jump. Maybe it was just a strange reveal at the end, and De Palma had the foresight to say, okay, let's make it more of a fucking a jump. It's not, it's not a jump scare in Deliverance. Okay. But it it does happen. Um, but that spawned I, this, which is awesome. I love the way the house burns down. Yeah. yeah the look awesome. of it makes you question whether or not it's actually being sucked into the ground, being sucked into hell. Doesn't it look like it's being pulled into the ground at one yeah. point? Yes, it does. I love that. I think it's that's brilliant. Like the, yeah. It's almost toying with us. Like, is she bringing this house down to... To end this all, or, or is Satan himself pulling this house under? Was Margaret right? <laughs> oh, again with that, huh? Yeah, maybe she was right the whole time. <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> that's actually that's one of the one of the theories I read from from a critic, and I thought I found it very interesting. I I don't believe that, but I love that that they made it look that way, and the fact that they wrote um, Carrie White burns in hell on in the dream sequence yeah. on her uh, on the cross. You know, is she really burning in hell? Interesting. Wow. It's just it just adds some Yeah. Extra We don't bumps. get those answers in Carry Two the Rage. Oh <laughs> I saw that in the movie theaters. <laughs> I got to see the Rage in movie in the theaters. I didn't get to see the original in theaters. Because <laughs> I was negative four. What a shame. <laughs> <laughs> nice. How the about what's your name? Fucking in the in the uh, yeah. drive-ins yet? <laughs> I'm still living. I was still living in my dad's ball bag somewhere. <laughs> nice. In his coin purse. <laughs> how about what's her name walking up to the grave? Speaking of that scene, how Amy Irving, which another one, so hot. My oh, God, this girl, right? Boy, is she married to Steven Spielberg? She was. Oh, she that, was? That, okay. that was her first husband. She had a child with him. Okay, well, whatever. She's been Remember? married like three times. Beautiful girl. Her and freaking and Nancy Allen. Uh, and by the way, Nancy Allen, you see her now? She looks, looks almost great. like she did when she, my. I don't know if she married the first guy. She, she, wasn't she with the Palma? I don't even know. Cause yeah, she, I she was. Thinking she was, in, she was. He, yeah. he must be kicking himself for not marrying her then and waking up to her now 40 years later still looking that good because that's an anomaly. Seriously. I mean, that doesn't happen. You know, but anyway, they're both beautiful. But uh, Amy Irving going to that scene at the end to Carrie's grave. Do you guys know that that was backwards? That that it's her. That's the way. That's why it looks that certain way. She actually started at at, at the front and walked backwards out. And when you're they're playing it, they're playing it backwards. And if you look in the background, you could see a car traveling backwards. A car I, driving. I didn't even know, but that would add to it because it does look so dreamlike just from the yeah. filter standpoint. Right. I just assumed it was the filter, but those are the techniques that they use to just fuck with you, and that's yeah. great. And I think it was in, was it in the special features? Did they yeah, talk about why. it in the special features? Yeah, that's where you got it from. Yeah, but I didn't notice the car going backwards. Funny enough. Yeah, they pointed yeah, out. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't if see you the look, car. See the, I didn't see the car going backwards. Now either. I can't. Now I can't not see it. Every time I watch it, I'll see it just like that. That palm tree in fucking Halloween. It's just when when someone points something out to you on that that, that that made the film, they go, oh yeah, and you could see because of this, and they're like, oh look at that. There but in this, it's it's not even a mistake. It doesn't matter because it's a dream anyway. Well, true. I mean, ultimately, it doesn't matter, right? But that filter's great, and they use that filter at the dance when Carrie's happy. Earlier on, it's like that that clear. It's almost I don't even know what you call it, but it's like it's a white type filter. You know, it makes everything like I don't know. It looks a certain way. 
but man. Makes everything uh, look like prom night. Right. It is like prom, prom night. Prom night used it too. Funny enough. Yeah. It just sort of becomes like, it became something that was used over, the curtains used it. I don't know, you, you see it a lot. That's fucking great, man. But that one shot, the whole setup, the first time you see it, well, it, it, they said it took a day to freaking do that shot, and they got packed. They got mad. This is supposed to be a horror flick, and you're sp- taking a day to do a shot. But it was the stuff in the prom when you go up and you see the bucket of blood the first time sitting there, and then when they announce phenomenal shot. That, oh yeah, the continuous freaking. Oh, yeah, it, it's a one wow. continuous shot. De Palma loved doing that stuff. He still does it. But I mean, um, yeah, he. Awesome. I love when people like think of ways to to tell the story and to show it. And you it melodramatically is fine. That which that's it's film, so I love that. I love when yeah. that, that heightened sense. And, and he's one that I would always look forward. Like Blood is one of my favorite movies, non horror. Blood is one of his. If you haven't seen it and you want to watch a non horror film, check out Blowout. Uh, that's the, where he uses a lot of those shots I was talking yeah. about earlier. Yeah, and yeah. Nancy Allen and uh, Travolta are both in that. Dennis Franz. Really? Well. Yeah. Oh, I'll watch it. Does he say keep your tits on and blow out? <laughs> I told you not to call me that. <laughs> oh. yeah, this is the good old days when you could when you could just slap a girl around, beat her up a little, and she'd still blow you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, come on. She was pushing it and pushing it. And the first time he just gave her a little a light tap, it was nothing. And she just kept pushing the fucking issue, calling him a dumb shit. I'm like, my God, this girl. Oh, man, but the way she was biting her lip and, oh, my God. It was oh, just, uh, sexy uh, as fuck. Uh, oh, are you uh, kidding me? And I guess Travolta. That's what the girl was talking. She got slapped twice. She got slapped by Miss Collins, and she was yeah. yeah, she slapped me twenty nine times, and she didn't want to do it. But when she had to do it, she did it. She goes, Travolta did not want to hit me at all. He was very, very nervous about having to put his hands on me. She was talking about it. Yeah, you know, who can't blame him there? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, no, but man. I like I uh, that sequence, the bucket sequence. I think everything with that sequence has to be done in slow motion. Otherwise, if it was, if it wasn't you would almost feel like Sue would have been able to tell Miss Collins what's going on. Yeah. Because it's, it's a long, dragged out, dragged out, but it's sort of like, it's perfect. it's a long enough. It's perfect. It's perfect. Where she should be Go able ahead. to say, hey, Miss Collins, there's, there's a bucket of blood up there. But no, it's but in she, slow motion. And she's, learning, she's learning it too. Everybody's sort of learning it at the same time. Well, actually, no, just Sue. Yeah, Sue's yeah. learning it. Exactly. But she sees she sees them underneath. She's not entirely sure what's going on. She's she's piecing it together. So yeah. we're seeing it drawn out into this longer moment. But really, at the time frame that she's piecing it together, she wouldn't have the time. There's music going, there's clapping. She even if she says there, there's a bucket up there. Like people she doesn't know what's going on. So when she's running, the teacher's mistaking it for jealousy or something else, and she's right. just she's gotta get her yeah, out like, of there. Like she's up the to moment. something. Yeah. And yeah. and I love the little nuances of like they said, Well, we all know that she's right under the bucket. But they're like, How does the audience know? Well, we're gonna have a little streamer fall down from the yes. bucket. To, to, yeah. to show that it, and it just hits off the, of her head. And I'm like, you didn't even need that. But maybe they did. And so subconsciously they have this little shot in there that just shows that the bucket's directly under her by putting that little scene in. Still, I'd rather take the bucket of blood than the actual bucket. I mean, it fucking yeah. killed Tommy. Oh, you know, I never went the first when I saw this as a kid. I never thought that it killed him. I was like, "Why would a bucket kill him?" I yeah, I always that. thought that he just died as a result of the fire after the fact, you know, because he was unconscious. But but it, it killed was him. Actually, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you see them actually start to carry him. I feel bad because I want to know. Do you think Carrie thought 
that fucking that he was behind this. Isn't that sad that that her last yeah. thought is probably like this was all a joke. This was that, it was because she even says you were right, Mama, when she gets right. home when she's calmed down. So it, it, you're actually I I would say yes. But he was, was mad. He's like, what the hell was this? Yeah. So. It, it wasn't. I mean? It that wasn't a joke, me. but I think her last thought before death was, you know, you were right. That's fucking what terrible tragedy, Ugh. girl, indeed. Because that's yeah. fucking oh, awful. And I think that streamer coming down was how, us, sh- yes, showing us as the audience. But I think that's what was going to be what what solidified it for Sue, where she was going to really see what that was. Yeah. And I think that she was pointing to the stairs, saying that fucking. Yeah. Um, Chris and Billy are there, but the yeah. teacher didn't give a fuck because you know how it is when you get busted when you're a kid, immediately you're going to blame your accomplices because that's what kids do. And at that moment, she's like, well, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to get you out first and then let me deal with them. That's how I think that, that scene works. She's like, yeah. yeah, okay, I see him down there. Let's get, let's get you the fuck out and then let me, then I'll go back. But saves then, your life. It saved your life in the book. Oh, I'm sorry. Save Sue's life. Save Sue's life, True. yeah. True. Yeah, and, Miss and, Collins and survived in the she, book, right? Yeah. yeah, Miss Collins survived in the book and it's Tragic what happens with her here. But that's yeah. fucking... But, and, yeah. and she wanted to survive and De Palma said, no, I've got... I know. ...things for you, and which I love. No, it's good because uh, she said it in the in the special feature. She's like, you know what? I, I At first I didn't get it, but I thought in another movie she would have survived. But in this movie, I'm killing... She respected it afterwards. She's Everything like, about yeah. this film is just so tragic. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And yeah. even, even, you know, the end when, when the mother you know, is on the phone with somebody when Sue's mother's on the phone with somebody and she says, yeah, the doctor said Sue's young enough. She'll forget about this. Like, yeah, I'll get the, like, fuck, I'll out get the fuck out of here. She's and just obviously her reaction to, to her dream. You're like, even, even if you didn't already know that it was bullshit from him saying it, that last image, you know, she's, she's doomed. She's 16, 17 years old. At yeah. Least. My, my, my daughter is fucking 11 and I'm praying she forgets some of the things that happened to her over the last three years, but I don't think she will. She's eleven. You can't yeah. expect a seventeen-year-old to forget what happened. Get Please, I can't. I can. I can't. For some reason, I can't remember what I did yesterday. But for some reason, I can remember every bad thing that's happened to me from when I was like five on. Like that's just the way it works. That's just you know? printed on your fucking brain. So yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not forgetting nothing. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, what else we got? What an amazing fucking film, huh? This time watching the film, I said this to to Christian earlier. This experience watching this film was one of my most favorite experiences I've ever had watching a movie. That's great, dude. And I, I could easily say that Carrie's one of my favorite films of all time now. I mean, I would always say it's a great film, one of the best of all time, but I could say it's one of my personal favorites of all time. Wow, man. That's awesome. With, yeah. Without a doubt, I love, I love every second of it. I'm with you. And when we finally do a top 20 all-time horror movies... Yeah. I think that might be showing up, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm with you guys as well. A full head, 10 out of 10. Yeah, oh. full, full head explosion, 10 right. out of 10. 10 no out of question. 10. Fucking Paul of Fame all the way. It, it, it's an incredible film. And Fuck you, I, Andrew. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we're not talking about the 2013 one? And I liked, I, I had no problem with the 2013 one, 7 out of 10. It's a good 10. film. It's a good seven, film. I, yeah. I was like a 7 out of 10. It was fine. Yeah. I'm 2002 one five five out of ten. I give it average, but it's actually probably worse than that. I I, I didn't like the Clarisol cam. I didn't like the um, like the shaky cam was just it just looked so cheap. It looked like bad after school video production, mm-hmm. and the acting you had decent actors in it. 
Like I like the girl who played May and, and Angela. Yeah, yeah dude, I'm, I'm a mark for her, so I like the but, film. Just but I her. did not know. But I did not like her portrayal, and I did not like that film. I'm sorry, but who cares? We're talking about the '76 one, and it's yeah, it's perfection. With yeah. it's it little, even though I've I've called out three things, doesn't matter. Doesn't hinder my enjoyment. It's it's more like I'm I'm nitpicking at things because you love the movie so much. You're like, yeah, but that that it's okay. That's what makes it. Has it gives a charm and which makes you appreciate these things as well. Absolutely, yeah. right on. There's like the, anything technically, the acting, every bit of it. There's nothing negative you could say. I mean, there's not that many movies you can really say that about, especially a horror movie. I mean, you see the great horror movies, but this is a a great horror movie because it's a great film first. It's just yeah, great stuff, man. All right then, we better get the hell out of here, huh? Longer Let's show than we wanted to have, but. A good hey, show. Another great fucking show, everybody. Yeah, I just swear. I think I swore enough tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, what are we doing next show? We're doing those Hammer films. Christian, or, or pardon, Brandon, you know what they are, don't you? Uh, Twins of Evil? No? Oh, I thought you knew. You said it earlier, so I thought you actually knew it all. Like, Because you said, I have all these movies. So, no, that's okay. I just... For once, I wanted to tell the listeners exactly what we were doing. Shoot. We haven't done that in a while. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I, I, uh, some Hammer reason. films. Yeah. Yeah, we're watching Hammer films. It's going to be the first time for me that I'm watching them. So it should be quite interesting. Yeah, actually, I'll tell you right now what they are. Dun, 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 time to get our hammer on. Whoops. Uh, here's what they are. Twins of Evil. I said Vampire. that. Okay. Twins of Evil, Vampire Circus, and yep. Countess Dracula. Okay, so I got two of them. So, guys, yeah, you did good. Get ready, guys. That's what we're doing next show. It's uh, another Patreon special. Derek B. is picking us some hammer. Do, so we're going to do, 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 do. Can't touch this. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Tragedy! When the feeling's gone and you can't go <laughs> Yes, That was tragedy. a good falsetto. Fuck, man. Yeah. You should have started the show with that one. Nice. I think my balls just went up a little higher. If that's yeah. possible. My uh, balls are in my throat. All chinian. <laughs> yeah, my balls are literally on my chin right now. That's, that's where you like some. Nuts <laughs> on your chin, right? <laughs> all right. We, we call that chin nuts. <laughs> you have a dick in your mouth, mouth, mouth. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get the hell out of here. Guys, uh, you got any last words? Thank you, everyone. Thanks and good night, everybody. Yeah, thanks. We love you. See you next time. Peace.